Hi there. I'll keep this simple and short. If you like our show, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. That is the best way to support us and all the other shows that we do. That is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out Behind You. <laughs> it is Cole a, made me do that. Yeah, I, I, I did. did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did it work? I, don't I, know. Didn't, I, didn't the, make, I didn't make you do that. I just said, uh, like, hey, maybe that's an idea. <laughs> you, put, you put a gun up my butt. <laughs> you pulled the trigger until it went click. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, the actual name of the show is Abject Suffering. Yeah. <gasps> Mind Games. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Eternal Barkness. I remember it's that. The level. Yeah. The um <laughs> it's watch out fireballs, of course. Yeah. Um that 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 is a games club podcast, I reckon. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. Uh and not uh the 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 show that reviews mind games by mm. John Lennon. Yeah. Um no, so the famous the... dead wife abuser. <laughs> I don't know why um, I laughed at that. It's just, it's just a true it's, statement. It's just a it's just a true statement about John Lennon. This episode, uh, we're talking about Hellblade. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which is an action game developed and published by Ninja Theory for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2017. Gary, this is a Patreon request. Yeah, this is uh, produced and requested by our good friend Allison. Yeah, thank you, Allison. Yeah. Thank you, Allison. Yeah, this is something I've been meaning to play since it came out, because mm-hmm. this got tons of buzz. Yes, it did. Um, and uh, I just didn't really have an excuse to play it, and I played it for the show. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm generally glad I did. I, it's going to be an interesting episode because Cole and I have not talked about this. No, uh, I think we we talked about it a little bit, and I think with, that we jibe on the structural things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm glad that I played it as well. Uh, it does like, a there's, bunch there's, of stuff that's real neat. Does a bunch? I I agree. Yeah. I think that's where I fall in is a bunch of stuff that's real neat. I think that it will be interesting to see kind of how history looks at this mm-hmm. um, because I think uh, you know there was the forward lash and then there was the backlash and. Regardless of which, um, it is definitely kind of a hyperbolous thing. Like the things, what I want to see are the neatest parts about this done in a game that has doesn't have those structural problems. Yes, yeah, uh, and and we'll we'll get into those. <laughs> so that yeah. is the theme for this winter. Uh, you know, crossing <laughs> so d- the disassociation and structural problems between night and the woods, and this, um, mm-hmm. and then right now we're starting a, a nonstop rock block of Europe. If you like white yeah. people. <laughs> welcome. welcome we've got to the milk the, zone <laughs> we've got the celts here with hellblade and then we're going to move on down to france with blood and wine and then we're going to yeah. head uh just uh all over the place with Baldur's gate general yeah. european fantasy shit yep until you get down to the underdark right and then it's no longer white people <laughs> right uh just for just for a little bit and then europe yeah probably more white guys hey video games <laughs> What you doing? Um, so uh, in Senua, uh, you play a young Celtic woman who suffers from various psychoses, 
And she ventures into the fabled land of Helheim to rescue her loved one. Yes, her loved one whose head she is carrying on her belt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's really interesting too. I guess this is there's not really another place to put this, and we can't get into it too much because you haven't played it yet. But uh-huh. it's very interesting to play this after God of War. Yes. Um, because the you know they're, they're very different games as far as the the intent and everything like that, but they do play in the same setting. Oh, absolutely. And they do some things that are kind of explicitly similar. Like you walk around with a head on your belt a lot in God of War, hmm. and that head tells you stories in a similar way uh, that glyphs tell you stories in this. Oh, nice. Um, so there's a walking around mythology while having stories of Norse myth or myths, mm-hmm. you know, told to you. Uh, that happens in both games, and they're both over the shoulder third person action games. Like there is some weird shared DNA, even yeah, though they're actually yeah. you know extremely different genre wise. For sure, it's um, I I feel kind of happy that I didn't play that one first because that would have filled up my Norse meter for a little bit. Mm, my um, Norse meter is fucking overflowing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so Norsed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but also I would probably be thinking, man, this Norse stuff is cool. However, I wish it was attached to the game I like playing more. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a third person action game, uh, much like Ninja Theory has done before. This is our first Ninja Theory game. I've lobbied for Enslaved in the past, but here we are. Um, but yeah, the camera remains very close and tight behind Senua, kind of in a cinematic way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the kind of, so let's get into the elephant in the room of this. Yes. Uh, so the, the way that the kind of big thing, the most successful thing in this game um, is that uh, the way this kind of tells its story and deals with those psychosis issues, um, primarily through using this 3D uh, bi- bin- binaural? binaural sound, binaural sound, uh, which mimics the voices in Senua's head. Um, so as you're playing, you will ha- you'll be surrounded by voices. You play this with headphones. It's really the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. And you will have kind of constant commentary and voices all around your head. Yes. Um, a-, a whole kind of Greek chorus. Um, I guess Greek is not right. The Furies are going to be jabbering in your head, uh, either calling into doubt what you are doing, giving you some exposition in the case of the main voice, um, or uh, giving you like battle hints because Senua's psychosis is a bit of a uh, superpower for her in this. Yeah, yeah, which we'll talk about that. That is a a controversial element of this. And, And also belittling you, also, you know, telling you to doubt yourself. It's all over the map. Yeah. Um, The effect of that like is really stunning. Yes. You know, extremely cool. Uh, it feels interesting, mm-hmm. you know, like one of the things this gets a little bit into a uh, kind of final summation before we get into the game, but like, you know, reading about this game and looking at the developer intents and uh, the documentary that comes with the game and then looking at some of the commentary on it and such, I think that the most successful thing this does in terms of psychosis uh, is act as kind of a tourist mode. Yeah. For it and the value of that or whether that's okay uh is up for debate right right like people i've read i've read both like kind of conflicting sides like whether mm-hmm. that's a good thing even in general as a goal right um for me you know as much as this is uh and i, I say this as somebody who does who suffers from some mental health stuff nothing in this sphere right but like right. you know i have bad chemicals in my brain mm-hmm. um it's just like at a real basic level really interesting yes to experience a version of something that that Somebody else doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's, you know, the degree that the argument for that being good, I can understand the argument for that being odious. I can yeah. understand as well. The one thing I could say, though, is it's super successful. And as kind of a sense experience, it's really kind of uh, shocking and cool. 
Yes. Um, and done better than I thought. Like it doesn't sound, <laughs> it didn't sound impressive to me. Yeah. I, um, I worried that it was being oversold, not just by the people who recommended it. And I've had, uh, you know, a whole host of people, you know, when this was coming out, like Dennis on the level was a really huge advocate for this. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and also people online saying like, Hey, this will be up your alley as kind of a horror experience, but also just like the press, you know, really, really talked this up. Um, do not think that we are also doing that. Like it, it, it kind of, it probably could be oversold. It hasn't been oversold to me. This specific aspect. Yes. So like when I talk about how I want the best parts of this done elsewhere, this is the, the, one of the big things I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, not that, and I, I think I do like the game like in general, but there's just, there's, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's, it's not unqualified love mm-hmm. or anything but this the sound thing is super good the other kind of uh one of the other tricks they do i mean we'll talk about them there are other tricks they do and ways they mm-hmm. work into gameplay yeah um yeah. there are some live action footage that pops in i think is less successful oh i think um, this is so good i love that do so you really much. yeah i hate it every <laughs> single time it happens it takes me out of it oh and i'm just like oh what well, this just looks like bad sega cd nonsense yeah to me um, i hated I, it <laughs> yeah I, just, I, I think that 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 clash actually makes it feel much more uh kind of fragmented um, and there's one particularly cool trick that they do near the very end that is like, whoa, like that, like that, that, that absolutely, absolutely, um, you know, uh, it is worth the ride. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I like it quite a real, bit. Real different, different takes on that. Cause mm-hmm. I, I understand the, the intention of making a different art style and making it feel fragmented, but mm-hmm. real people look cheap to me mm-hmm. in video yeah. games, like, like, oh, exclusively do. Yeah. Like I was just like, oh, this is, this is a fat guy in makeup. Mm-hmm. Like you, you got it. You got a chubby biker in makeup, and now I'm looking at a chubby biker in makeup. I could yeah. never not see it as a guy. Yeah, you know? I, I, I thought the way that they like filtered it and like overlaid it actually helped uh, mitigate that somewhat. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Like it does look soap opery. Like you know, just the soap opery is, is actually the word I, I was definitely looking for. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, they they don't just present it straight. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like a little like. Uh, uh, <laughs> Like a three by six inch screen pops up with a like sewer shark. And so Senua, just... Senua finds a book. She opens it up. Senua finds a sewer shark. You, you and... there. <laughs> uh, uh, but the um, uh, so the, so the, the this you know the, your mileage will vary on this. I think that even if, even if you love that, I would you agree that the sound stuff is more successful? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the, the sound stuff makes this what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely the more pervading thing and mm-hmm. the more inventive part of it too. You know. Yes. Um, let's talk about combat in this. Uh, yeah. This is weirdly a souls like like when <laughs> this came out, like right now, I feel like I spend m- roughly 20 percent of my life feeling the question of whether we're going to bring back bonfire side chat for for Sekiro. Mm-hmm. But there was way back in the day. I remember getting a, quite a few questions about whether we do bonfire side chat for this. Right. Um, because it's kind of a souls like a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely paced like one a little bit in the combat, especially when you start getting into like crowd management. Kind of mm-hmm. things. It is a very um, uh, deliberate, rhythmic fighting game. Yes. Yeah. It You control, you know, you have the basic uh, kind of verbs of a Souls-like as far as strong attack, weak attack, block, parry. Um, the biggest, and, and there is a stamina system mm-hmm. to it. It's not a meter, though. You don't see it. Right. Um, you just kind of have to intuit it. Um, to me, the biggest difference between this and a Souls thing, and, and when you bring it up in crowd control, is that you don't really control the camera so much. No, no. Like, you kind of do. Um, you kind of can lock on. Yeah. But there is a lot of the game just kind of choosing to make you attack the person. Like, it has kind of like a smart aim. Right. Going on of a, of some kind um, yeah. that I, you know, I had mixed experiences with, which mostly worked and plays into the voice thing. Yeah. Um, the voices around your head act as the um, your kind of eyes. 
Yes, like, they, 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 they will say button. like, "Hey, watch out!" And like, what's great is you can press the uh, you can press the block button and then do like a parry behind you mm-hmm. uh, to stop uh, to stop somebody from hitting you. Extremely satisfying uh, repost. Yes, and emotion animation in this. Mm-hmm. Not animation. Animation has <laughs> has never been satisfying. It's terrible. <laughs> the um, but the uh, animation yeah. that you do, the uh, the kind of twirl that you do is really really fun. Yeah, yeah. In general, like all of the animation in this is tremendous. I think. Um, I think so. It does a very, very good job of you know, selling and selling the whole experience, and then bringing you into it. And then boom, fat biker CGI or yeah. <laughs> <or> the <FMB. laughs> yeah. there, there's Scorch. Here comes Scorch. <laughs> oh, Scorch is back. <laughs> yes, yeah, Scorch is back. Um, the uh, so the com- like the combat in general, like I had a real journey with it where I like grew to like it, and then mm-hmm. just grew to uh, they they over rely on it, and yeah. Uh, one of the big structural things I want to talk about, and we can we'll get to it once we've talked about all of the pieces, is how piecemeal and um, kind of modal this game is. Yeah, um, it is. It definitely feels like it is made up of building blocks to me, mm-hmm. and it's got that Tomb Raider 2016 thing of like, now let's do this segment, now let's do this segment, now let's do this segment. Yeah, um, which to me is kind of underserved, like something that is supposed to be serious art. I think that is not a great structure. It doesn't serve it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the combat, you know, I, I had some fun with the combat. I liked I liked the yeah. combat quite a bit. I wish that it was uh, not faster, but I wish that the battles ended more quickly and were more brutal. Like yeah. the you know a lot of them, especially toward the end, um, they just ended up throwing way too many waves of people at you. Oh, um, and oh. That, that 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 is a huge problem because you know because of how modal the combat is in this, where you're just locked onto somebody. There's really not there really is not an awful lot of texture to the scenarios that they can throw at you. Pretty much all that they can do is either vary the number or like roughly the kind of enemies they throw at you, or put you in a different size arena. Yep. Yeah. They're they're kind of mix ups. Um. But enemies will often kind of hang back. Yeah. Um. Similar to Arkham. You know, I guess where like they they'll mostly hang back while you're doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're still usually fighting one enemy at a time, and they do that wave wave after wave trick thing uh, in an advisable number of times in the last quarter of the game. Yeah, um, in a way that it is meant to have impact, uh, mm-hmm. but doesn't. Right. For me, like I got pretty annoyed. Yeah. Um, like, you're the end of just like how many times you're going to do this. Yeah. It's like, I can tell what you're trying to sell, you know, that Senya yep. is exhausted and, you know, at the end of her rope and, you know, facing more resistance as she gets closer and closer into the core of what is at the heart of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, even though I know what you're selling, I don't know that I'm necessarily interested in buying it. Or, or it's like a couch. Yeah. Like I just need one couch, <laughs> you know, I'll buy what you're selling. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, what do you get for the man who has a couch? Not another couch. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> that's the last thing i would get for the man who has a couch like maybe a yeah. better couch like Honor. sure give me a better couch yeah, yeah get, i can't find a better couch <laughs> um so uh you also have an ability what's interesting too is this game doesn't uh explain anything there's no hud right and there's no tutorializing except for one very explicit one which they use to a purpose which mm-hmm. we'll talk about um so there's this mechanic in this game where you have uh the ability to focus um you have a little disc on your belt that fills up and when you do this it more or less freezes time right um, and slows enemies down to, for you to get a lot of shots in. Yeah. Um, the other way yeah. they do this is that there are boss enemies or uh, certain scenarios where you have to use focus in order to yes. even move forward in the uh, in the in the encounter to make them to make them tangible. Yes. Specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is good because it almost feels like it's a, a health refill as well. It's like a mid combat level level up or something like that. Well, the the reason why is because of the health system in this game, which is extremely interesting. Yeah. Um, it is it is a souls like game more or less in terms of combat that has like a Call of Duty health system. Yeah. 
whereas opposed to being, you know, about a, a discrete number of units of health, it is about a, avoiding a certain amount of damage density mm-hmm. um, over time. So, like, you can go down a bunch of times. After you take a certain amount of damage, you go down. Mm-hmm. If you hammer on that button, you'll get back up. You'll be slow for a little bit, but you'll regenerate. Yes. Uh, and this can happen uh, limitless times. For some reason, one of the first two initial bosses took me a lot longer than it seems to have taken everyone else online. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Um, and it wasn't like super hard. I just died a lot and got back up a lot. Yeah. And it must have happened like six times <laughs> or something like that. There's not a limit to that. So no, no. It's this very it's kind of an interesting idea. Like mm-hmm. if you get your second chance yeah. and you play well, it's kind of like a, a micro loop of what happens uh on the macro in a souls game where it's like you die and then you come back and you learn and you play well. Here I just do immediately do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I get up and, and immediately try to to learn from my mistakes. It also reminds me of how they handle, um, uh, oh gosh, the countdowns in boxing games a little bit. Oh yeah. The more you get knocked down, the harder is to, the harder it is to get back up. Is is that true in this? Because because I didn't I didn't find that to be the true. If, if I mean I like took, with, if I with, within a, a certain amount of time, like yeah. you know, like in, like in a punch out game or something like that, you know, if you don't get knocked out in a round, um, I don't think that necessarily makes it harder to get back up. Um, you know, in the next yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, it, it's um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. It's, it's, it's like your cool. Your, your your cooldown shortens the longer you do well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can also like uh like dodge out of this or uh, parry out of it. So like it's very cool to be able to um to parry out of a, uh, out of being downed, like mm-hmm. as a way to get back up. Like there's a, there, there's a very neat rhythm to these fights uh, and the way they handle mm-hmm. this health. I think it is generally a success. Yeah, I think I, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, it, I think it's very interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, what I also think is interesting and is a touch that I love uh, is how they lie to you about the uh, about the mechanics. That one bit of of explicit tutorializing, uh, tu- tutorializing the first time you die, it's a story mandatory death. The game pops up and it says, yeah, so the darkness is going to encroach when it reaches Senua's head. Uh, then we're going to delete your save. There's permadeath in this. That is mm. not true. Yeah, yeah. This this is really interesting. This is uh, something that's super controversial online, of course. Like every aspect of this game, and I think <laughs> right. this works too. Um, not not everybody agrees with this, but I kind of love this. Yeah. Um, just having because uh, you know, and like like we should have done this before. Here's a blanket statement. Yeah. Um, neither of us know anything about psychosis right. that we didn't learn from watching documentaries about <laughs> Hellblade. <laughs> so like we don't know shit. Yeah. We're, we we're gonna say some ignorant stuff. Right. Uh, during this episode and we don't mean anything by it so mm-hmm. like if we say something wrong and you want to reach out and correct us please do but please yeah. take the tone like, of teaching us not like you you fucking monsters you said this thing because yeah. i'm about to say something that makes me feel like i might step on a toe uh-huh. and just know that if it's wrong it's from ignorance you know I, I i don't you know i don't know a whole lot about this right but to me the idea of uh this played so well into not trusting your reality yeah and extending that to the player like as a player a developer message is as close to canon as you get. Yeah, like like that, you know? that like that. It should be like, okay, timeout, guys. We need to like clarify something for you. Yeah, um, and you, playing in that space is really cool. Yeah, to me, <laughs> it it really is. You know, I, I love those. I, I love that metatextual element. You know, generally when it pops up in a game like this, to to me, um, you know, with my own kind of uh, just not struggle, my, my own experience with anxiety, what this brought to mind was uh, catastrophization. You know, Mm -hmm. where like, oh, one bad thing happens and then, well, yeah, more and more bad things are going to happen until ultimately you can't you can't do anything anymore. Like that, that, like that's what that evoked for me, Um, you know, and like, you know, just like time limits in games, uh, permadeath also 
invokes a kind of anxiety in me and in a lot of people just listen to people talk about Majora's Mask, right? Right. Uh, and the fact that the game does this and then doesn't actually follow through on it, I think actually, you know, I don't understand why people would complain about it because to me, the unforgivable thing would be if they didn't tell you that they were going to do it and then they did it. I like, think it would nothing be bad actually happened to you. <laughs> I think it would be unforgivable if they said they were going to do it and did it. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not the kind of game that you could do permanent permadeath with. No, no. Because um, it's narrative. It just, yeah, like, it, you, see, you see it and you're like, you know, going through it again doesn't really add that much. Yeah, it's narrative. It's about two thirds walking simulator. Yeah, yeah, like like doing this again. Like this game is not well paced, which we'll, we'll talk about. I know that sounds like my complaint of the month, but like yeah. I didn't rush through this. It has nothing to do with my job. I just don't think I think this game's incredibly slow. Yeah. Um. The uh. So the that would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Like if that once if that happened if if the creep got to my head and I died, I would not pick the game back up. No, no. So like that would that would be that'd be the ending of my my Senua. Fire up game facts. Look up the cheat to go to YouTube. Uh, then yep. I watch the rest of the game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's, there's literally no way I would, yeah. I would have uh, started over again. Cause there's no intrinsic joy in two thirds of this game. Right. Like it is just getting told the story. It's not fun in your hands for, mm. for most of it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad they, they didn't do that. I thought this was super cool. Yeah. Um, what's, you know, and we'll talk about this again a little bit later, but like, I'm never going to say that this doesn't run as a confused message to the game. Because yeah. the game seems to want to have its cake and eat it too, uh, eat it too, as whether uh, Senua's condition is a superpower or not. Yeah. And this seems to suggest that it's not. This is something the case for. This is actually a serious issue, and this sucks, and it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. And then later, though, it's beautiful how she sees the world, and that's actually good. <laughs> and yeah. all of that stuff, I think you, I think that's probably not good. You know that they're, they're not they're not threading that needle particularly well it seems really really dicey to me yeah um uh, just the, the the way that they try and have it both ways yeah. on that however um it does play into one of the theses of this which is that senua's had her head filled with terrible ideas about her condition and been misled yeah. and trapped her entire life so yeah. you know if, if gods are telling her that she is fated to die then why wouldn't the game tell us that she is fated to die yeah yeah like yeah. that this this individual bit is right yeah yeah you know, I think I think it just runs. It's contrary with the kind of a confused thesis in the rest of the game, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, another way that they try to uh, simulate or play with Senua's condition is through puzzles. Yes. Um, so one of the uh, there is a puzzle that they repeat um, you know, two dozen times <laughs> oh. in this game. I hate these segments quite a bit. These rune spotting segments where you uh, you see a rune and you have to find that shape in the environment mm -hmm. um, to unlock gates. This is playing with the idea of um, kind of like mind. paranoia, like beautiful mind. Yeah, you're seeing patterns where there aren't necessarily patterns. You're number mm -hmm. 23 in it. Yeah. Um, what's interesting. So this is uh, obviously, you know, spoiler. This is the trick that the witness does. Yeah. Um, you know, after after that. And I think this could have worked if it wasn't repeated so often. And mm -hmm. if you just didn't find uh, things that should match all yeah. the time. Like a video game is not capable of doing what they're trying to do here. No, no. So like, you know, you, you would have a shape that's a zigzag. Mm -hmm. uh, there's infinite zigzags and it's just arbitrary, which zigzag works. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, and if I'm supposed to be, you know, emulating, like seeing these patterns where they're not patterns, like what is mm -hmm. the messaging? If like you see all these things that are false, but one of the false things is true. Yeah. You know, like this, this section of tree is actually the random part of the world that you're beautiful minding and you're correct to be beautiful minding, but all these other ones are not. 
you know it's, it's like when uh, it's like a boss burgers when, when bob and linda walk in on the anti-smoking thing where all the people are doing devil sticks about not smoking cigarettes and bob says mm-hmm. man i really want a cigarette <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah th- these uh these generally like didn't work for me there's some of them that are kind of fun but it, as a trick um i think they're real pacing killers yeah and uh, like, uh, when they do we it say, two it times when so it feels like they're adding this to like you know put put in some like rhythm to it like you know here's some downtime you know go and explore these worlds and look at our scenery and enjoy all the work that we put into it what this does to the rhythm is akin to like knocking over the drum set and then like yeah. meticulously setting it back up yeah it's it's a rhythm <laughs> yeah. you know it like it, it does mean that you can't hear drums for a little bit <laughs> Or the entire band stops to help them put it back up. Like it's real, yeah. uh, it's real deleterious. There are neat tricks that they do with this. Here's what I wish. I wish that they would have um, taken this and used uh, the rune finding to uh, give you the secrets. Like, mm. um, you know, like if you notice this and highlight it and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, then you get the lore out of it as opposed to gating you for moving forward by stopping you every time to do one of these. It does feel like padding to me. It, it's explicitly padding like yeah. this is a game that's weirdly you know this is uh uh the known as kind of like a middle middle tier game yeah. you know a middle middle class game like a double a game right like it was not it was budgeted and priced at, at, at something that's more affordable which is cool that's something i support yeah um in general but that also meant that they had like a four-hour game right you know th- this is this is a four-hour story mm-hmm. you know at, at best and they they couldn't put it out a four they didn't want to put out a four-hour game yeah and they want to put out a nine-hour game which meant uh, putting these things in there. Um, I think that would be cool if they made these things optional. I think it'd be cool if if there was just a greater variety. Like maybe you do one of these things once or twice, but then when you go to a different zone, they have a different theme yeah. that plays with the same idea. I'm not a game designer. It's not you know my job to come up with what that would be, but right, I just feel right. like I thought they could have done something different. I thought they were going to be doing that because at one point she starts seeing her, seeing her mom's face in the scenery. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, now I'm looking for faces. Okay, but cool. Nope. No, those no. are just lore stones. Yeah, <laughs> now it's just shadows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing they do that I almost doesn't count is using these gates to kind of change the environment, which is a neat trick, but there's no puzzle to it. Yeah. Um, you just find the gate and look through it, and that's the puzzle. Yeah. Um, like, so sometimes, they, sometimes you have to like go through it. That'll open, that'll clear a way, and then you use that cleared way to open up another clear way. Go back through it. Yeah. Like like there's a yeah. little bit of like sequencing with it, but when there is a gate, you always have to use it at least once. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's very. It's very barely a puzzle. Yeah. So those are neat. They 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 look neat. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're they're kind of cooler ones. They also introduce some stuff kind of later where you uh, see these scattered fragments in the air. Um, and if you look at them through at certain angles, yeah, um, they'll form uh, solid objects. These are a little weird. I, it's a neat visual effect again, but mm-hmm. I don't think it is meaningful as far as gameplay or puzzle content. Yeah, it's. Like, it, I like it, like you know, especially again that fragmentation that, that, that that's introduced in this. But like, I don't know, a game that is built around that is like Monument Valley, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, the, exactly. Like that's a good way to put it. Like both of these things, even the witness, which is not really my jam, uh-huh. is built more around this and is cooler. Yeah. You know, like, like focusing on any of these things other than perhaps the gates, I guess, like mm-hmm. you could have made a game that's around about that and it would have just been cooler. This just doesn't feel like it goes far enough with them to be meaningful in a gameplay sense. Right. To me. Yeah. Um, there are secrets that you can, that you can find. There are these lore stones that, uh, that activate a monologue. There was somebody in Senua's past who taught her Norse mythology. Um, mm-hmm. he so, tells you what the Northmen say. Yes. What the Northmen uh, yeah. Like he, like he is a, like, like a, a slave who, who defected from them, who, uh, you know, brought that knowledge to, uh, to Senua to kind of, uh, lead her on her own weird misguided journey into this. 
Just like the Northmen say, oh, oh. What's that? Maybe. Where are you fucking uh, talking? Take me home tonight. Okay. Um, right. the, the, uh, anyway, uh, Eddard Money. The, uh, <laughs> Eddard like the Norse. Eddard um, Mooney. Eddard Mooney. <laughs> the um. So these these are kind of fun, and there's yeah. a, a a you know as far as the content of them, like I like Norse mythology. Uh-huh. Um. What the biggest bummer to these, and they do the thing that uh, Titanfall Two did, where you have to stay near them to listen to them. Mm. The funny thing is they have this this huge range, so you can actually walk quite away and think you're okay, and then it just fades out. It's like, what the fuck? Like, why would why would you give this voice, you know, enough, like the range of a gigantic boombox, but not a permanent range, so I can go because the game is like there's lots of walking. Like, yeah, you like if you would have gotten the Bioshock people behind this and just let you listen to them while you walk, uh-huh. it would have made the the general like pacing and flow of this game a lot better. I think. Yeah. If just, you were always listening to these Norse tales whenever you were walking through an empty area, like just like not like, always, but almost always. Let, 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 let your bits overlap, guys. Like it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be like cars on the highway where the cars never touch. Like you yeah. can you can have occlusion, right? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think that I think that would have been a cool a cool way to do it. And also, I know games can do that. You yeah. know, like games have done it before. You can time that out so things don't get cut off. Even this one where you have to stand there, um, things can get cut off. They put some of these right next to cutscenes sometimes that have vocals. Right. So if you if you do any walking, if you don't just stand and stare at a glowing circle yeah. and just listen to this, uh, then you, you'll get it cut off and you won't get the whole story. Yeah. Um, that's a bummer. Yeah. So originally, the mental illness was not supposed to be as central to this as uh, it ended up being. Um, however, uh, as they courted using it as a, you know, fantasy element to, you know, work in kind of an unreliable narrator, they started consulting with experts, uh, and even people who suffered from mental illness to, um, uh, make sure that they were doing it right. Um, and that involved also making it more prominent and they eventually saw the game as a way to raise, uh, awareness of psychosis. Um, and Mm -hmm. awareness is bullshit. Like people are aware of psychosis. They can show it right. That's fine. The thing, the thing that I think mitigates this somewhat is that they also have put their money where their mouth is. They are support. They like, they support a facility with this. They also set up like a scholarship, uh, Mm -hmm. for studying mental health and things like that. Like, oh yeah, money talks. There we go. Oh, (laughs) like awareness is fine. They're actually using this to do some physical, do some actual good too. So neat. Yeah, that, like that's that stuff is 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 all very good. Like the 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 um, ambiguity and that I have for it comes from that idea of how valuable again that tourism is. Mm-hmm. You know whether the education part of it is actually useful. Mm-hmm. You know because it's very hard for me to imagine someone learning. Yeah, from this game really, like you learn kind of what you get that experiential side, but just kind of learning facts about this. And if it if you do learn these facts, like do they do they apply? You know, is this something that is actionable or or has to do with, uh, you know, how those people can be helped? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they don't talk to each other. Like, yes, the, the developer is helping those people with, mm-hmm. with money and such. And then they made this game that kind of talks about it, but they don't relate yeah. to each other. Um, like something that like when I think about a game that like helps me understand um, like a problem in a really efficient way, I think of something like Cart Life. Yeah, that if you didn't say that, I was going to. You know, and like that, that is about something, mm-hmm. um, but makes you feel it in a way that is like less sensory, mm-hmm. but more uh, like ludic and, and empathetic to me. Yeah. So that, you know? that that's the question, right? Um, because I don't think that it's arguable that a bad depiction of mental health does damage to people 
who suffer with mm-hmm. that or to you know to people who with loved ones who uh struggle with mental health problems um mm-hmm. does a good depiction of mental health um in you know in a video game let's just keep keep it there does a good depiction of mental health problems in a video game does that build empathy or is that still at some level uh exploitative yep and there's uh mountains of discourse on this yes so like you can read smarter people than us uh talking about this uh every day for the rest of your life more or less like the 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 kind of the discussion and um you know essays and stuff about the idea of empathy games and whether that's a fake idea Mm. is pretty extensive and I don't I don't have my mind made up about it. Like, I don't no. I don't know. It feels it feels almost like just not my arena. And I, I shouldn't I don't have anything to say about it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not uh, I don't like I do have a dog in the fight because I care about people and I have friends that suffer from from uh, psychosis. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a dog in the fight because it's not me. Yeah. You know, and, and it's I was already aware and I'm already sympathetic. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's it's kind of hard. And I'm also, you know, in, in disclosure, like I'm the dude who likes sanity effects in games. You yeah. know, there's been a lot of people who have talked, you know, about how those are harmful and kind of shitty and I love them. You know, it's yeah. like right, wrong or whatever. Like I'm way into that. You know, mm-hmm. it's scary I, to call it Cthulhu guy. Like I, I love survival horror games and there is a terrible history of stigmatizing mental illness in those. Yep. Um, you know, it's just it's problematic. You just have to it's complicated. Yep, yep it's complicated and, and you just kind of have to accept. Yeah. That, uh, you know, there's no there's no ethical consumption. It is OK to like a thing and recognize its problems. Yeah. Which is which is where I'm at with that stuff. What's interesting about this is that they do, uh, you know, they did have a lot of people consult, you know, who who suffer from these things, who do say that, you know, this is good. It, it felt good to have themselves represented. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't take that away from them. No, no. You know, and there's a good quote on the Wikipedia page, like from somebody who studies this saying it is very refreshing to see a depiction in media where somebody is not a victim with this but they actually wrestle with it and mm-hmm. um you know uh they're they're not they're they're not just a vessel for the problem but actually work in concert with it mm-hmm. yeah it's it's part of them you know yeah. and i think they could have laid off a little bit of the super superpower talk yes with it to make that theme land better mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's definitely like a, i think that where i come down on it is like definitely a step in a good direction for this mm-hmm. stuff yeah you know like it is it is a you know, a better portrayal yeah. than a lot of this stuff. Um, a lot of the, this information we get uh, comes from a documentary that, that comes with the game um, that you can watch. If not for any reason other than to listen to Naughty Vidya uh, <laughs> narrate his journey of making this game, because there is a guy who sounds exactly like Naughty Vidya, except like not uh, talking about uh, how they made made this thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um generally generally cool but there's a lot of talk about it that kind of goes in in different ways like i can only really speak to how it lands for me yeah yeah um this is a beautiful game uh, mm-hmm. I, I like it quite a bit uh the the modeling and animation on senua is done very very well that is helped by the fact that she's really the only character that they had to model like everybody else mm-hmm. is you know monsters and video mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she, she's a she's the she's great really well cast too because mm-hmm. i think she's really non-phonogenic in an interesting way yeah, she's she's not um, like conventionally like television or film beautiful. She has v- yes. a very striking look, and I think that her facial expression, a lot of the time, she does a very good job with her eyes. Most of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree too. It's funny to read. Uh, I read like a bunch of message board stuff, and there's a lot of people who are just like, "Oh, she's like, how did she get accolades for this acting? Like, this is bad acting. You know, it's too over the top." And what? I was like, hey, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I you know, that I, I think this is actually pretty good. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a lot of very subtle stuff going on. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, we talked about this being a, a medium tier kind of uh, kind of game. Yeah. You know, so this was made on on a shoestring budget, especially compared to what Ninja Theory had done before. Yeah. Um, that had actual th- publishers. 
Yes, they, they they categorized this even when they announced it that they wanted to do, to do this AAA indie, right? You know, so this is a mm-hmm. studio that you know previously had published with big uh, published with bigger uh, partners. They put this out themselves. Uh, I think that there's a physical edition coming later, but it was primarily just digital di- distribution at a sub like sixty dollar cost. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's something we we talked about on the show forever. Yeah, like I really want more, you know. Indie AAA, like if if you want these kind of graphics and stuff, like mm-hmm. don't spend a billion dollars because that's how we get Rockstar. Yeah, you know stuff like is, is just that kind of scale, right? Um, and just like that, it it serves the art as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think this would have been better as a four hour game. Yeah, you know, like as opposed <laughs> to the nine hour game, it was like you could have cut a lot of fat from this. Um, but it definitely didn't need to be a twenty or thirty or forty or sixty hour game. No, no, you know. Um, I'm also there's so there's not a uh, sequel to this. Uh, there shouldn't be. Nope. Like they shouldn't release like Heaven Blade or Heckblade or any of those things. Like, <laughs> um, there is a VR version of it uh, that uh, you can also get online, mm-hmm. um, which I have no experience with and probably won't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd be curious about it just to see if they do any tricks. But uh, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. Ninja Theory was bought by um, was bought by Microsoft earlier mm-hmm. this year, so I'm curious if that actually means they're going to have more support and have more output. Uh, or if that just means they're going to go uh, down the rare hole, bye-bye. Um, yeah. Like when you look at their page on Wikipedia, they've got like a Star Wars interactive VR experience as their like cool. next thing. Like, yeah, cool. Let's let's hide this light under a bushel, please. Yeah. The, um, yeah. I guess also uh, I would want to mention here, just so I don't mention it a thousand times during the notes, um, the kind of pacing mm-hmm. of this game, because I don't want to say every time, like, I'm not going to, I don't want to call out every time you just walk through a long empty area. Yeah. Um, you spend a lot of time walking through a long empty area. Yep. And sometimes this is to a purpose. Like sometimes it is right before or right after something big happens and your, your voices in your head want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not right. And, uh, sometimes those areas are very beautiful. Like there's one sequence that, that I, you know, call me basic, but I love because it's super metal and awesome, <laughs> um, where you walk through and sometimes it's just a river. Right. And, uh, you know, just in terms of this game being kind of, you know, being short, but still being overstuffed, like a lot of that stuff is not great. And I, I think that you should have been able to like, hear what the Northmen say <laughs> during that. <laughs> right. Um, or done something like I'm not, you know, I like walking, uh-huh. you know, this, 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 between this and night in the woods, it's going to make it sound like anytime I'm walking, I'm unhappy in a game, but like, yeah. You just move very slowly and there's just not that much to look at uh, here. It doesn't feel good to move in your hands. You know, it's not, uh, it's not kinesthetically fun. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of downtime. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's used to affect and sometimes it's not, I think. Yeah, I think, so, that, I think that's fair. I feel the same way. Yeah. Like I, I didn't include a lot of those in the, uh, in, in, in the bullet points. Uh, just understand that we're going to be fast forwarding over that empty space. Yeah. We're going to get this bad yep. boy down to 45 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I think this might be like a weirdly short episode for such an important game because yeah. like there's just long portions of it where it's what the Northmen say and just walking down a beach. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot of that. And sometimes that's noteworthy and just, you know, another thing to say, but a lot of times there's nothing to say about it. Do you know what I'm referring to when I say let's get that bad boy down to 45 minutes? No, not specifically. I just thought you wanted to get a bad boy down to 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, our, our current president, there, there are several news stories about this, just like profiles about how he, about how he used to watch movies with his kids, but he would make, he would make his, his two sons specifically fast forward through all the, all the boring non fight parts of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. <laughs> so yeah, like there's, yeah. there's a quote, like, let's get this bad boy down to 45 minutes talking about like blood sport or something like that. Mm. 
yeah that's pretty funny. I, I am not loading that with any political statement like i'd like please i'm you know whatever i could but uh but yeah that that, that is why what i'm referring to it is a delightful story that i find fucking hilarious i, I hate having anything in common with our big wet president <laughs> <laughs> like it's like i i, I don't want to watch the boring parts of blood sport either <laughs> you know a lot of just john claude van damme talking in that movie yeah. it's not good the um So this opens up with the road to hell. It's H-E-L, no mm. second L, just one hockey stick because it's Norse. Um, and we start with a woman uh, rowing a log across a misty lake. Yes. Uh, and people are whispering in her ears, talking about you in the third person, talking about Senua. Yes. Uh, talking about Senua and the weird mummified head that she has on her boat. Uh, an amazing subtle little effect here. Uh, you can see the head breathing. Mm. Um, very good as more voices come in. This is our introduction to the Furies. Um, mm -hmm. and also, uh, our introduction to the idea of the darkness, this force that has hounded Senua for all of her life. And she is kind of going into the center of it. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, all, you know, pre pretty interesting as you're going through here. It's a long, slow segment, but it is, uh, you're getting used to this, this, uh, the sound trick yeah. as um, you can move through and the, 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 the setting gets more corpsey. <laughs> Yep. As you go through, there are so, a lot so, more bodies. Somebody is just like slowly riding the corpse fader. Okay. Yep. She's about ready to round a corner. All right. Just like yep. bring it up about 5%. Yeah, there we are. Until we get to the actual like hell chapter and they kick into nitro. <laughs> yep. The, um... Somebody fell asleep and just all the yep. way up. Somebody left speedo corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Pedal to the yep. metal, baby. <laughs> um, something else that they do that I think is really neat um, is that they often have uh, send you a sneer into the camera. Mm -hmm. um, at certain points as the uh, voices talk to her or uh, kind of call her out, which makes you feel like you are uh, kind of a participant in her uh, dissociation, right? Yeah. Well, and the voices also sound like they're talking to you from time to time as well. Yes. Yeah. When they say you, it doesn't sound like they're saying Senua because when they talk about Senua, they say Senua. Right. So you apparently as the player, like you are also one of these uh, these voices and stuff. And, if you know, they don't do a lot with that. There's a, There's a game somewhere in there, you know, where the player is – is a, a a part of the the character psychosis. Uh-huh. You know, I feel like we've seen something that play with that before. Maybe. Yeah. Um but yeah, they don't do a whole lot with that, but they do kind of refer to it. Yeah. But she lands on the shore of this underworld and then kicks her boat away. Um she mm -hmm. doesn't quite burn the ship, but she is here to stay. Yep. Um you kind of continue to walk through until you eventually end up in this waste deep bog. Um here's the thing, the game doesn't tell you how to do anything. No. Uh, in the game including run. <laughs> <laughs> um, you run with a shoulder button, yep. which is extremely weird. Uh, -huh. uh, that that's not common. Uh, typically you run with a face button or by pressing in the stick, which meant that I didn't know you could run mm -hmm. for like, you're not, not for too much of this game, but for longer than I would have liked yeah, until like partway uh, through the next chapter. Um, I thought I was, like, I was, wow, I was, yeah. they are really, really doing the gears of war thing where they yeah, make you, you making, walk. <laughs> yeah. It's a, the entire thing is snake in a microwave. Like, <laughs> For the whole game, <laughs> Maniac Mansion Two, <laughs> snaking a microwave. Oh, um, sick and tired of these motherfucking snakes. Yeah, um, from this goddamn microwave. <laughs> uh, so you, as you are going through, uh, clouds roll in as yeah. you're walking, uh, wading through this bog, and this is the darkness. Yes, they do amazing stuff with the shadows on this. 
Um, mm-hmm. It almost looks like, uh, like uh, oh gosh, shadows during an eclipse, the way that they mm. kind of um, uh, fragment around it. Um, and then just kind it's of like, like crawl over everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like a like, like shadows under a leaf canopy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's real cool as opposed to doing like a Silent Hill thing of like having black goo crawl up over everything. It's just a, you know, it's sold as a subtle shift of the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we learn about him being lost. Him is Dillian, uh, the mm-hmm. skull of her beloved that she is carrying with her on her on her belt. Um, and, you know, we have actually just, you know, crossed Niflheim, the River of Knives. Yeah. I really wish it wasn't called Dillian. Yes. I kept thinking, what's the Dillio? Uh-huh. Whenever I, he was referred to. Yeah. And I was I, like, you could, you could have come up with a name that didn't have Dill in it. <laughs> like, oh, classic Dillweed on my belt over here. I, like, I, 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 I called him a Dillionaire, is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's just one Dillionaire on my belt, buddy. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I wish they, sh- they shouldn't have named him that. Rolling one Dill um, deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the one deal over the line right here. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for his name at all. Um, but yeah, you start learning about him. We're going to learn about him throughout the throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. He's left a little bit of a mystery. We have a lot more exposure to Druth here at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which uh, you know, as you do this, uh, you you cross this uh, this kind of hidden path, um, and you get that your voices are being condescending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to you about this, and that's you know that's noteworthy. We talked about them kind of having a variety of postures and like the game specifically making fun of you for just playing the game, uh-huh. you know, is very, you know, if we're doing something very simple, it felt kind of new yeah. and exciting to me. Like, Oh, you did it. Like, you know, what a girl, you know, sometimes they, they you know, one of them is, is relatively encouraging, but one of them just giggles at you kind of the entire time. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you know. she's lost. Look at her. What's she doing? Yeah. yeah. I like, I'm not, I'm not fucking lost. You haven't taught me how to run. <laughs> uh, like I'm getting there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as you, as you go, we get uh, this, this, uh, we exposed to Druth who is Scorch. Was referred to the uh, the fat guy they got to show up in CGI in video yeah. CGI video. Um, <laughs> he always appears and, in extreme close up. I think that this is very cool uh, because he's almost always out of focus um, and his wide his eyes are incredibly wide. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got big. He's got a big case of uh, like gigantic Bernie Mac eyes, <laughs> which, which, I, which I appreciate. Yes. Um, and this is our first rune puzzle where you had to find a pattern in the world. Just we're never going to talk about these again. But just no. know that you spend. You know, maybe like a fourth of the game doing them. Yes. And they're kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, the first one is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But and then once you once you get used to it, once you know the trick. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I just need to find a shadow or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh this also introduces balance beams. Um, here's my stance. Fuck balance beams. Don't put those fucking things in your game unless it's a Tony Hawk game. Come on. It's extremely weird that they're in this. Yeah. Like I know they're do- they're trying to do some kind of like fear of heights uh you know kind of thing, but like yeah. You know, when I talk about this game having this very, like, modal kind of construction kit feeling to it, like, later on in the game in the last fourth, they throw a balance beam in there, and it just felt like, oh, it's been a while since we've done a balance beam. <laughs> Let's throw a balance beam in there. You yeah. know, it didn't, it didn't feel like it was to affect. Like, the first time this happens with the voices kind of taunting you about how you might fall, uh-huh. made sense. And just like a lot of the tricks in this, it just feels like they never should have been repeated. Right. You know, and, and it sounds like that sounds like real classic Gary, like, complaining about being bored, but... Really, it takes the impact away. Uh-huh. If the idea is I'm supposed to feel, you know, whatever they're trying to get across about psychosis of doing this balance beam, like, you know, it, it's like a, a, the Southern Dandy tells you in Bioshock 2, like, you know, a joke's not funny unless, you you know, if you tell it the same way twice. Right. You know, it just has less effect. Yeah. It's... Um, you know, the first time I, I considered it, and then the second time I was like, all right, I get it. And the third time <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I, I got it the second time. Yeah. It's never recontextualized. Like the only way that the, the yeah. only thing they do with it is just give you a really, really long one toward the end. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep, and that's just, and it's just you know when when your gameplay elements like that are not intrinsically fun, uh-huh. like it's not fun to balance in this game. You know, you're doing it just to kind of get to the next bit of story content. Then you can't really do those things where you take something and then ramp it up. Right. Like that's fun in Hollow Knight, where like you know I have to get across this thing by jumping on enemies. What if I have to get across a really long thing jumping on enemies? Yeah. Well, that, that works because jumping on enemies to get across a thing is fun and challenging in and of itself. Right. Uh, it doesn't need to have this greater context here. The balance beams need to have the greater context of the voices explaining things to you. Yeah. Of feeling, cool. you know, does it make me feel precarious? Right. Yes. And, and once you have, like for me, at least once I have that feeling, I kind of just have that in the bank. Uh-huh. You know, I get, okay, that's, that's something that uh Senua suffers through. I don't need to hear it again. Right. You know, and the, you know, but it's a video game and it can't be four hours. So they have to put in more of those things. <laughs> right. So it's so. just another speed bump. Right. Yep. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's more, uh, story here where, you know, we're coming here to strike a bargain with Hela, uh, the daughter of Loki in order to get Dillian's soul back. Uh, yeah. Druth is the one who is kind of putting a lot of these ideas in your head, specifically about Norse, uh, about Norse mythology, because, uh, Senua herself, um, is a picked. She's actually a Celtic, mm-hmm. you know, she's from a Celtic tribe. So a lot of yep. this is, you know, alien to her as well. Yep. And and that's that stuff is is based on a story that the, the developer read yep. about a, a specific picked cry, tribe. Um, as you approach this uh, new gate, the darkness shows up. Um, it touches your hand, causing your arm to rot. Uh, this is that darkness, which you mentioned before, and you get your first combat. Um, and this goes well until some dark phantoms come and actually kill you. Yeah. Um, something that is a general thing in this game that I found like mildly annoying. It's not a big deal, but it's dedication to not having any interface elements meant that sometimes I didn't know whether I was in control or not. Yeah. So like something like this would happen and I would be, uh, you know, I would die and you don't know whether you're supposed to die or not. Yeah. Um, and this actually like that kind of general tone, you know, re- whatever the reverse of pays off in the actual ending sequence. Mm of this, of just not really understanding what is cinematic and what's gameplay. Right. Um, in a way that you could say is like intentional and they're blurring those lines, but I ended up finding it a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of deaths I had because I had control and I didn't know I had control mm-hmm. of the game. Yeah. So they're also introducing a conceit with this, you know, the fact that Senua, you know, goes down and then she gets back up. Um, the conceit is that she never actually dies when you fail. She just kind of mm-hmm. foresees a future in which she does fail and then kind of goes catatonic. Um, yeah. and then she kind of like rises back into the frame, um, yeah. you know, in order to address it again. Yep. Which is interesting because you do actually die. Yeah. Like, it's not like a Prince of Persia thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it seems like it's maybe going to be, which is what I thought. Yeah, it was going to happen here. <laughs> um, so uh, you, uh, your, your, your very, your version of yourself walks up. Um, the darkness does not, you know, the halluc- this is hallucination about what was to come. It says mm-hmm. the darkness does not bargain. It does not reason. It's rot. Yes. Um, Senua claws at a rotting arm, kneels over her body, and then attacks the door. Right. And this is where we get our developer message uh, that once the rot reaches your head, the quest is over and all progress is lost. <laughs> Yeah, no. so we stand at the threshold to, you know, the the underworld here, but in order to get through, we have to uh, defeat two of the gods of the Norse pantheon. We have to defeat Valraven, and we have to defeat Sirt. How weird is this section structurally? <laughs> like, when I got weird. to the end, I was like, oh, yeah, remember that part where I went through two bespoke stages of gods that were <laughs> themed after them and then killed the gods at the end of them? Remember how the game, like, didn't turn into that? You know, like... I, I thought this was going to be what the game was and I was pretty here for it. Like, uh-huh. 
here, here's somebody's, you know, their theme. You go through their land uh, and then do a boss fight at the end. And I was like, that, you know, that, oh, that's cool. That's that's the structure, but it's just really not. No, um, no. This is this is this is the outlier right here, and they do it right up front. Yeah, you have two little branches that loop back in uh, to a very, very just a creamy trunk <laughs> that goes yep. along. Very, very, very soft trunk that takes you to the end. There's one other like minor branching point a uh, little mm-hmm. bit toward the end, but yeah, like no, this is a. Uh, it's very strange. It's it it, it it affected my expectation for sure. One of the differences with that other branching point too is that you don't know anything about the things before you go into them. Yeah. Or before you like walk up to them. Like you get a little like one line story and you get to choose to whether to opt in or into it or not. But here it's like, oh cool, do I want to go fight the Lord of Illusions or like the Lord of Fire? Illusions. And that please. just kind of in just a video game way that felt cool. Yeah. To me. And that's not that's not how the the later one does. So it's not it's not the end of the world or anything. It's just a really weird like I wonder when this was designed. I wonder if there was originally meant to be more of this. And they they changed like this almost feels like a holdover from the first part of the game. Yeah. You know, the, the first draft rather to me, well, I mean, even just it's focus on boss fights. Like if you do two boss fights in quick succession and then don't do one for a very long time. These are sections that I feel like would show very well. I almost that, wonder that too, if actually. they if they began as like vertical slices and they're like, OK, we want to show off our fire tech and we want to show off kind of just the way that individual stages can change dynamically based on perspective. That could, that could definitely be the case. So we have a choice of where to go uh, because I am who I am. I wanted to go to, to Val Raven's Keep because I was all about the Lord of Illusions. Uh, both of these are actually pretty cool, though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I did that one first as well, but I, I knew that I didn't have doing both. So the uh, I didn't I didn't put too much thought into it. Yeah. Um, so this is the God of Illusion. It is this kind of wooded, sunny setting. Um, when you get there, you reach this kind of sealed gate. And... Uh, in order to make that gate open, you have to kind of pass through this red wooded ring yeah, to that, see that open. You you walk up this thing, you see the gate is open, and then you walk through the ring, and it changes the actual world. Yeah, it shows you a version of the world where that gate is not there anymore. And that's kind of the, the gimmick of this zone. <laughs> Repeated several times to, uh, to varying levels of success. It is mostly to open doors, get rid of sections of walls, or make bridges appear or disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or align parts of a glyph, because you're yes. still doing glyph. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. This is actually I, I like this just fine where you need to like by force of perspective uh, stand in the right place to make it look uh, like it is mm-hmm. the right gift. Uh, gift. I mean, I, glyph. like the uh, they, they pronounce the right. It's pronounced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, no, I mean, it, it's fine. Like uh-huh. it's, they do that a lot. That's kind of the trick they've been, they start doing kind of from here on out. And yeah. I, again, I think it's fine, but you can find multiple things that look the same even mm-hmm. this early on. Yeah, it's not the most egregious one. The most egregious one comes later on a ship. <laughs> but there, there's um, some of those where it's just like, well, I just I saw the shape mm-hmm. like and, it, and it's matching up perfectly. Like I'm looking at it and it's not a little bit off. It's exactly the shape in, you know, this this section of trees, but it's not the one they want. It's like a visual version you know, of the uh, the adventure game puzzle where like, OK, I need to get in the door. I need something sharp. No, the the the, the screwdriver won't do it. You need the ice pick. Well, they're both really yeah. similar. It, it's actually yeah, it's, it, that's actually very similar. Yeah, that's, that, that's, our, that's a really good point of comparison. Yeah. So, um. um the very cool thing that they did that they do. So Val Raven is kind of stalking you. Um, and at one point, you know, Senua loses her patience and starts running toward him. If you break line of sight, uh, Val Raven turns into just a scarecrow. Like yeah, the, 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 yeah. the swap happens instantaneously. It's fucking great. Yeah. These are cool. Um, I love these and they, we start seeing them. They start showing up pointing the, the scarecrows uh-huh. and they're just really <laughs> creepy looking like any kind of, um, you know, construct of a, of a creature or a person that just kind of made about what, you know, made 
by what people have lying around. Uh huh. You know, it looks like that. I think is always just going to be creepy and cool. Yeah. Um, um, these are great. The enemy design also has a little bit, a little bit of that aesthetic too. Like she is hallucinating the Northmen um, mm-hmm. coming at you, but uh, just the, the way that they, the way that they wear skulls and hides and feathers and things like that makes them look uh, uh, alien and uh, mm-hmm. you know frightening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we should probably uh, just talk about when we get to more of the different kind of different enemies when you know once they show up. Yes. Um, I think that here we are just dealing with the uh, the axe enemies and the sword enemies. Yeah. Which are both pretty standard. Um, the two of them that kind of switch things up are the uh, the big guys, the shield guys, and the double axe guys. Right. Um, those guys will come later. Yeah. But that's really yeah. There's really just the five five guys, you know, burgers and. <laughs> I just got to twist on that. Like I was, um, I, yeah. I was gonna finish it for you, but I just wanted to see if you would I take really it started, yourself. I was searching for for a rhyme. <laughs> like I had the Northman slay earlier, and I said it real quiet. I thought it was all right, but then I used all my my mojo, baby. But yeah, guys, so burgers and dies. Dies not bad. Yeah, yeah. The the main thing with those guys, you know, usually use the same kind of um, uh, verb set to fight them. The biggest thing with is the shield guys, which you have to kick to disarm them. And the game does not tell you you can kick. Right. Uh, or, and that's the only time you use it, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The Valraven kind of leads you around. Um, I like the like the design of these stages, too, because it ends up being uh, relatively short as the crow flies. <laughs> Lol, mm-hmm. crow flies. Valraven. Oh, look at me. Um, no. Uh, but they end up kind of being these larger, more arena-like places, whereas you're doing the chase, you're opening up your path uh, around it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, you get to the kind of final room of this, uh, where you have to get to this Raven's nest, um, through, this is the, as complicated as these, um, these looking through gate puzzles get mm-hmm. where you have to open one and then close it. Yeah. Uh, again, um, once you get that, you get to this Raven's nest, uh, and the darkness attacks you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, I forget if this is just a like a natural result of doing combat. Eventually Senua ends up laying helpless as Val Raven pecks at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at, you fall like after the darkness attacks. Usually, you kind of do a freak out whenever the darkness attacks in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Druth tells you, uh, you know, grab the mirror, which will reveal the face in the darkness. Um, once you do that, you can fight Val Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we can we have this boss fight. Yeah. Uh, and this is a good fight. Like in general, I kind of like the boss fights in this. They're really good. Um, I wish there were more of them. <laughs> um, you know, and the, and the next one, the weird thing. This one took me a while, and the reason why I thought something definitely went wrong is because Sutor was easier as easy as hell. Oh yeah, um, that was really quick. This one is actually a little bit tricky. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Val Raven is very cool. Uh, he tries to maintain distance, which no enemy has done up to this point, and generally won't do again. Uh, but he throws scythes at you, um, and you can parry them back at him, uh, which is which feels amazing. I love any kind of perfect guard system. That's like mm-hmm. a, that is a shortcut to my heart. Yeah. He also does, and he switches it up. Yeah. Like he has a thing where he throws a scythe and then he'll throw a second scythe, you know, throw two scythes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he does these, he does like the M bison, uh, psycho crusher <laughs> attack <laughs> at you. Yeah. Um, you know, so it just, just real fun. Like, you know, multiple hit combos, like feels mm-hmm. like a well-designed kind of early to mid souls boss yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, eventually he will kind of disappear and you have to use the mirror to make him coalesce into physical form. Yeah. Well, he turns into smoke. Yep. To get, to get more hits on him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually you kill him. Uh, it takes a while. He dies. Um, you can then focus and kind of push the darkness away and you have the symbol of Val Raven, uh, to go back to the main gate. Um, something this game does a couple times is mm-hmm. after a big fight, 
Um, I don't think this game sig- signals like direction very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know which way was forward because areas kind of look the same and ended up doing a bunch of backtracking yeah. after this fight. And it's pretty annoying. Um, that happened twice more in the game mm-hmm. and you just move pretty slow. So like, I'm not saying I want a big glowing, I don't want a dead space arrow to show you which way to go, but just games have been doing that for a long time. And this one kind of didn't. Yeah. As far as tell it, saying which way is forward after a fight, it's very easy to get turned around, especially in the gigantic blood river that we're coming to later. <laughs> um, just everyone knows we're coming to a blood river. Yeah. Um, in the blood river, things look pretty samey. Yes. And uh, yeah, I got turned around and got very frustrated by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, the backtracking is especially bad here because like you are going to the terminus of a spoke and then yeah. having to work your way back, like with the mildly interesting twist that without Val Raven's influence, everything looks mm-hmm. a little bit kind of just more normal and natural, a bit less yeah. sinister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Also, you get, uh, you know, the main voice in your head telling you like, yeah, you can look for faces. You can actually see your mother. She's here too. Hi. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and also learn that, uh, you know, much like mental illness, it was passed to Senua from her mother. Yes. Yep. Um, so on your way back, that's when you run into our first shield bearing enemy, which is what I mentioned before, like you had to kick. Yeah. Um, kind of tricky until you figure out the trick. Mm-hmm. Um, once you go back to that main vestibule, we can now go into Surter's uh, domain. I, I had, had a typo there. That's Cert. It's amazing. It, it's oh. very it's very funny because they say, ah, you must tackle Cert. You must get past Cert. All I can think of is times when I hear developers talk on podcast about getting through uh, like Microsoft or Nintendo certification. They call it Cert. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His name is something like, um, that's Surter in uh, Thor. Hmm. So that's why I thought it was Surtur. Like he's based on Surtur, S-U-R-T-U-R. Oh, but they only ever At call least. him Surt with wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah, Surtur is the guy who brings Ragnarok. Hmm. Um, maybe they're different gods. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Um, but yeah, I was like, I knew, I knew I didn't imagine that. But that's the, yeah, that's the, uh, you know, I'm basing this off Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok the popular <laughs> Marvel movie. Yes. Not necessarily my multiple degrees in Norse history yeah. that, I, that I hold. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Surtur is a thing as well, um, which is why that looked right. I think all that matters is that we are both simultaneously right and wrong at the same time. That's that as long as we're going, we're achieving homeostasis. <laughs> um, so this area has a much simpler trick uh, to it. Like there's not puzzle content with this so much. It's more navigation based. Right. Um, the whole kind of area here is you find sacrifice altars, which are these places where there are tons of burned corpses. If you touch them, uh, the world kind of gets teleported back to when it was first set on fire or whatever, like the world gets set on fire Mm -hmm. and you have to run forward into a gate. Yes. Uh, Um, like this actually burns through these, uh, thatch gates that open up. Uh, if you touch the fire, you die instantly and horribly. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is possibly the most, I don't who, who knows, realistic. Uh, it's the most gut-wrenching, I'm-on-fire animation and sound design, like voice acting I've heard uh, for a very long time. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't last very long. Like, it kind of yeah. just fades to black after you roll around on the ground for a little yeah. bit. So don't don't imagine you're just, like, watching her get burned to death in real time. It's not, <laughs> it's not the end of Silent Hill. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a uh, but it, yeah, it's it's rough. Um, yeah. The hitboxes on the fire are a little bit annoying. A little bit. Um, yeah. It doesn't show up at first, but there's later there's one with a house where it's like I got tagged by some fire. It did not look like I got tagged by some fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. But mostly these are very simple. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of there's talk here about uh, the voices. They talk about how you need to remember your way back. Usually it's a straight shot. Yeah. Uh, here <laughs> it's it's a really weirdly kind of presented as and I'm not saying this to complain. Like I thought these like these sequences were very cool. Uh huh. And and fun and looked cool, but they're they're kind of presented as a gameplay challenge, and they're not. No, 
And I thought that was really strange. And even if like, okay, I remember, okay, so I've got to run back through this forest. Well, okay. Like I know that my gate is over there. I need to head like roughly in that direction. The challenge is like getting around the fire when it pops up and it's more just about reacting in the moment and heading in a general direction than like retracing your path in a panic. And and even then, like the fire is not like I did get tagged a couple of times, but for the most part, the fire is not super gotcha. Like it's right, not like right. you're playing Pepsi Man, <laughs> you know, like it, it's uh, for the most part, you're pretty safe. Yeah. Um, these are wide open areas like mm-hmm. it's pretty, you know, I did. I died here twice during this whole domain mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was not particularly challenging to like yeah. get through these again. It looked really cool. I was into it. The camera pushes in really tight when you're running <laughs> through the fire, like the camera does some neat tricks like it's neat. Yeah. Um, looking it's just not a gameplay element they also do an amazing thing i I kind of wondered if there was a time limit on this like if she would die of smoke inhalation because as Mm. she is running and panicking she is very convincingly like coughing her lungs up you know like yeah yeah. if you're running through a forest fire Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really neat um and it's fine for these to be like kind of not inconsequential but insubstantial right like there can be there can be some life fluff like holy shit the game is asking me to move quickly and it's it's encouraging me to do so what what gives (laughs) yeah yeah i i'm fine with this being just like straight up walking simulator because it's interesting and visually cool yeah you know i I do not mind this being non-interactive for the most part and it's really cool because the lead up to the boss fight has you running through the fire yeah yeah (laughs) yep um, you actually, you know, you, you burn alive after that. Um, but this is, you get this little hallucination memory mm-hmm. of you talking to, uh, you know, Dill Pickle. Yeah. And after that, you face Cert. Yeah. Um, this is another boss fight. Uh, he is a large man with a slab of a sword. The trick to this is that you cannot really block him. At least I couldn't mm-hmm. successfully. You have to evade him. Uh, and you have to re- realize, oh, there's a dodge button. Okay, cool. See, I yeah, I tend to play Souls games very dodge heavy, mm-hmm. so I was already dodging. So this felt this was, you know, baby yeah. mode. I was I was getting was like, by on uh, timed blocks on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you you dodge out of the way though, and then he will set himself on fire, which you need to focus to turn uh turn off the the fire. Yes. Or so, turn off the spark. Uh, t- t- yeah, turn off the dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um. Uh. So after you after you do this, we we see Druth dying. We've been getting some tales from Druth about yeah. this. Yeah. Um. And this is how Druth died. Like he was a slave um, who was taken as a slave and was forced to work for this tribe mm-hmm. or what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, before, before he died, he passed along these stories, uh, yeah. arguably not making things much better for Senua. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You know, it's kind of nice to have somebody there who's not just the Furies, but it's also. Yeah. Yeah. Like to your point, like it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Um, and also he says, I'll see you in hell. Yep. And you will. <laughs> so you walk back out. This area is an ashen heap uh, without certs influence over it. Uh, and the main voice, you know, talks about how this illusion of self shattering, you know, the, the when, when your illusion of yourself goes away, it is the same as death. You know, mm. when you are revived as a stranger in your own body, kind of, uh, mm. you know, talking about these dissociative episodes and the catatonia that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And we're on our way to the bridge to hell. Yeah. Now, now that we have this, um, you know, as you approach the thing, the, the voices tell you to open it and then tell you not to. Mm-hmm. Again, you're getting this conflicting information from them, um, which is cool. Like I, like I like that as a thing. It would mm-hmm. be kind of interesting 
in a game where there was a choice not to go forward. Yeah. Like a less linear game or a game that had a little bit more of that, like, and you had voices giving you counsel where the player wasn't just, you know, would you kind of laying forward through the game? Right. That would be kind of an interesting way to take this. If another game developer took that kind of, not even the, the metaphor, the psychosis metaphor, but just mm-hmm. the unreliable kind of counsel. Yeah. Thing. It's, like it's kind if, of a neat idea. If the, if the boat, like if she didn't kick the boat away and it was always back there for you to go yeah. back to and say like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, even not even in in this game where there are other ways to kind of go, you know, yeah. like somebody had presented a way to accomplish your goal that was, you know, you can go and and bargain with Hela or you can go and bargain with Odin or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, or or any number of things like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But you get a new voice here. If you go through here, the lights go out, everything gets dark and we no longer hear Druth. We hear a new voice, which is ultra deep. uh, (laughs) Pick up your weapons and fight. It's it's extremely (laughs) level one. Yeah. (laughs) like like at a certain point like when he's saying like yes you must fight fight through hell like it is very it is very de-devilly it's extremely (laughs) mortal combat um yeah (laughs) uh so it's not explicit who this is but you know it is very much taunting this is a this is a darker affect uh that is if it is not the darkness it is speaking with a lot of authority about the darkness saying i Mm. am your shadow Yeah. yeah yep and kind of also the, what's interesting here too, and again, this plays in a little bit of the troubling like psychosis is superpower stuff. Yeah. Like the darkness definitely feels like it's taunting you into action. Yeah. Like it's trying to get you, it's not trying to be discouraging. It wants you to accomplish your goal. Mm-hmm. And later it makes that argument. Yeah. It says like, you know, I did this to make you strong and stuff and it's meant to be false and you, you reject the darkness, yeah. but it definitely comes across a bunch of times during this as if it is getting you to go forward. Yeah. Like it sounds like a drill sergeant. Well, I mean, you know, rather than an abuser, like we're we're, we're going to spoil it anyway. So we might as well get this here and we can talk about it in context. This is your dad. Like, like yeah. this, this is you hearing the voice of your dad from the past. Your horribly abusive dad who not only killed your mom, but also, um, you know, shut you in and abused you trying to turn you away from your mental health problems and toward the gods. Yes. Yep. Um, super shitty. Like yeah. he's, I'm not trying to defend him. He's no, an absolute no. monster. <laughs> But it also does sound like he comes off like a drill sergeant. Like, uh-huh. you know, you're not strong enough to do this, I bet. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you do it and it's like, well, you know, it, it, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if this, if this is, if that's handled super, super well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, the darkness kind of makes its, uh, or the, the, this voice rather makes its appearance by saying like, hey, you know, it's kind of foolish that you're coming in here trying to save old Dillionaire there uh, mm-hmm. because, well, let's, let's show you what happened to him. It showed him being killed by these Vikings that showed up uh, by, by being flayed alive on this frame, something called the Blood Eagle, which uh, don't look that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Blood Eagle is not great. It sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> not super good. The, the Dark Mega Man X. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it says that, you know, to do this, you need to take his head and carry his vessel back home. Right. Um, and uh, so, so you had there in your sword there still beats a heart. Yes, you can still do. Essentially, you can still do this. Yeah, you know, again, that weird kind of encouragement, yeah. discouragement thing. <laughs> but but also telling you to these gods, referring to the Norse gods who hold dominion here, you cannot pray. Like he is yeah. very much an advocate for the gods that uh, uh, the Senua left behind. The Celtic gods. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um. You yeah. will you will walk into the lair of the beast, look it in the eye, and go to war. There is nothing else left. Like, man, these mixed signals, like, you're making this sound badass, so... 
Yeah, it, it's it's definitely all over the place in a way that in during parts of this, it felt like it trained me to ignore it. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even I didn't remember these lines specifically. I remember generally what he said and I remembered he kind of taunted me about Dill, Dill Pickle. Uh -huh. But I didn't uh, like the actual things he's saying is kind of just so back and forth as to be a little bit nonsensical. I mean, it kind of like fades in with the other Furies, right? Like one of yeah. them, one of them is saying like, ah, she did. And the other saying is, oh, you finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I think it is confused. The stuff with the dad is confused in this. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so you go across the bridge. Um, on one side, it's kind of this clear sunset. And you go through this door, and it is dark and stormy. Um, the, uh, this intersection introduces the big enemies that have clubs. Um, you fight them very similar to Cert. Yeah. Uh, but really not a big deal. Yeah. At the end, you get to uh, this huge gate. Uh, Hella appears as this large, bald, crawling woman. Yeah. Um, every time Hella shows up, it's awesome. It's so um, good. This game does really cool things with scale, like just big figures, mm -hmm. you know, and that that's really all they're doing. But it always <laughs> looks cool. And the, the way Hella changes scale uh, in relation yeah. to Senua's state of mind is fantastic. Uh, and also when she appears, they do some really great stuff with filtering and overlays. Uh, mm -hmm. To make it very hard to like get a good sense of what she looks like by looking directly at her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the dark voice berates Senua for not for not fighting. Uh, you know, Senua's kind of gone catatonic again, um, and Hella charges. Uh, Senua slashes, but is thrown off of the bridge. You know, kind of yep. like derailed on her journey to Hella's domain. Yep. Yep. Um, and you, uh, you're thrown off the, the bridge and this is leads you to the shipwreck shore. Hmm. Yep. Um, so you, so you land here, the darkness fades. Um, you are, uh, speaking in the dark to this, this voice. Um, and you, when you, when you see this, you see this in a mirror. Right. Um, and you pick this up and this is your broken sword. Uh, it is broken and you sear your face with it. Right. You give yourself a big vertical scar <laughs> under your eye. Um, the way that her appearance degrades uh, across her journey is very good. I like that quite mm -hmm. a bit. Mm -hmm. um, I, I generally am I'm down for that. Yes. Uh, more voices encourage her, including a male voice. This is a new one. Uh, the others say like, oh, it's not real. It's a, it's a trick. Don't trust it. Trust us. Uh, but this is Dillian finally making an appearance mm -hmm. now that we are on yep. the threshold to uh, Hella's domain. Yep. That, that uh, repetition of it's a trick uh -huh. uh, thing is something I really like. Yes. Um, that like feels like feels true to, you know, uh, my understanding, you know, of what, what it is to be a tourist in this in this mind state. But then mm -hmm. also just it being everything like the the woman who says, like, it's a trick, says it about a lot of things, yep. you know, and a lot of things are tricks. But like that being a, a concrete unit of self-doubt, I yeah. actually really liked. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Dillian appears not just as a voice in your head, but also as this kind of figure made of light off in the distance. You know, Senua is brought back to life uh, by this. And chases after her as we get narration about how Senua, uh, her father, kept her inside, uh, except for this, you know, these few times where she saw Dillian uh, practicing sword fighting, preparing for these trials beneath the tree of the village. You know, she actually mm -hmm. learned all of her skills just by imitating what he did. Mm -hmm. And as, as you kind of approach this tree chasing uh, Shadow Dillian, uh, the world shifts and now we're kind of in the past. You're healed and clean. And there's wildflowers everywhere. Yes. This is clearly a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> and so you approach the tree and the camera like wheels around and we are looking at Senua's expression. You know, again, this unmarked face, um, you know, wide eyed and looking at Dillian. You know, the camera is a standard for Dillian here with love. And the thing that they do 
when her like when the character of her face changes i don't know what they did to like accentuate the bags under her eyes or just a subtle shift of her lids something like that just the very subtle way that her expression darkens like just put in like 50 chef fingers right here it is a good Mm. good moment yeah it's neat it's (laughs) definitely neat like generally the stuff they do with her face and and her expressiveness is is very good Mm mm-hmm And then, you know, along with that, the flowers fade, the scar and the face paint come back and this tree, you know, that that, that Dillian was practicing under. Oh, this is the tree of the dead. Uh, It is on fire and there are corpses hanging from it. (laughs) Yep. And the darkness says, hey, you're going to rot here. Yeah. I'm saying, no, I'm not. You're like, yeah, I'm way far away from this. Like, yeah, just like, (laughs) come on, you know, pull on my leg. Um, (laughs) You you find uh, you find Dill Pickle's sword embedded in three skulls and a hollow beneath the tree. Um, she's trying to get it. She's screaming, and these light figures are all around her. These these different Dillions. Mm-hmm. Zillions and Dillions. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> the Dillions and Dillions. Um, and now Druth comes back. Old Druth back. Doctor Druth. Yeah. And he's he says uh, this sword is actually it's Grammar Grammar. Yeah, Grammar. Grammar. Um, the uh, it's in four pieces. This is the sword that can kill gods. You need this. You have to pass Odin's four trials. Yes. Um, so these these weird little shards you'd seen before, these little just like flickering light things now are portals um, that you can walk into and do these next four segments in any order. And these are, you know, varying degrees of success. Right. Uh, some of these are very cool, though. Yeah. Um, and with each of them, you get a little uh, kind of insight into Senua's past as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, so I just did these in the order that I was walking in, mm-hmm. you know, which is, it looks like that's the order we have them here as well. Yeah. So just about like there, like there, there is a linear path that spirals out to the end of those roots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's one called the labyrinth. That's a labyrinth shard. Um, you know, when you approach that, Drew says like, Hey, uh, the dwarves forge this other sword, Tearfang, this weapon that cannot fail, but will always kill when it is drawn, even the king. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I meant to mention. So the, the sword is this, if you play, these are all swords from symphony of the night. <laughs> yeah. So Tearfing is in that. So is a uh, Graham. Yeah. The legendary sword Graham is supposed to be the sword you're trying to get. So this is all, uh, I was like, Oh yeah. Tear fear. <laughs> I remember that terrible sword from symphony of the night. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, the sword, the sword that cannot fail, but always kill when it's drawn mm-hmm. uh, again, like the, the Masmium too. Yeah. Another legendary sword that does that mm-hmm. always must taste blood. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so anyway, looks into a reflection on the shard and then the camera pulls away. You're uh, on this Island on a shore by this huge burial mound. When you go inside, you grab a torch and you're trying to follow the sound of Dillian's voice. Weirdly enough, this is one of the only moments outside of combat where they work the the binaural sound into like gameplay navigation. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole kind of section here with these war trials is like the a place where they do that. I wish that they had done more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like they had the trick. I understand why they didn't want to pollute the space, but also like you know this game was in kind of desperate need some variety. Yes, in general, you know. Um, and this, this thing, this is fine. Yeah. Like this is, you get to a lot of T intersections, you light a torch and then you look one, two ways. And one of them is the room you're already in. Cause there's already a torch there. Yeah. So you go towards not lit torches. Yes. That's really, yeah. Like it's kind of scary. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of like atmospheric and good, but as far as what you're actually doing, it's, it's extremely simple. Yeah. Um, and uh-huh. the, the, there were two things that this did that it built an expectation um, that mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure of that one of them to deliver on it. First off, you know, you're in a, myth, a, mytho, a mythological labyrinth. I expected something to be coming after me. They do that later. Like, um, yeah. Additionally, the voices uh, make you second guess which way you're going. Um, mm-hmm. And it raises to a chatter that feels realistic to me, like as a, you know, like as a manifestation of self-doubt. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think so too. I think that if that had been, the game had just been doing that a lot. Yeah. Already, like the self doubt, like the the voices telling me not to do something that I know I need <laughs> yeah. to do has been the entire game. Yeah. You know, so it's a cool trick. It just it's it's the trick. It's that it's Hellblade. <laughs> you know, so it's it's kind of classic Hellblade. Yeah. Um, the big thing I thought they were going to do was there are shields that have different patterns at every intersection. Uh huh. And I thought those were going. I was like, oh, I'm in some for some real fucking Zelda shit, like. The, the shield has a circle on the right side. So that means go left, you know, or there's some stuff like that. And the shields, as far as I know, are, are inconsequential. Right. So it just felt like kind of a red herring mm -hmm. um, to me. But as far as the gameplay of this, like, I don't think there's a whole lot to it. No. no. Yeah. Um, you eventually get to the end. You, you make your way into, into a place. Um, and this, you get a little bit of story nugget here. You reenact uh, telling your father that you met a boy and he freaks out. No one will ever have you. Only the gods can cure you through my hands. So He's an abusive piece of shit and uh, is not going to allow you to have anything close to a normal life. No. no. Um, this takes us to what I think is the least successful of these, the tower shard. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. Don't, you said Zelda no. shit. This is very Zelda shit. Oh, God. Yeah, this is this is some real water water trial stuff. And even even with the the weird redemption that the water temple has had where people say they like it now, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, just just going walking long distances to change general world states. Mm hmm. You know, in order to like make progress, does not feel like a puzzle. Yeah, I like this like, is very tasky. Like I know, I like I know what I have to do. It's just a shuttle run. Okay, great. Yeah, cool. Yep, and that that's all. Whenever you reach reach a dead end, go back to and flip the other switch. Yeah, and then do it, and that fixes it. And yeah. it's the, it happens over and over and over, and it's like it's so tasky. Um, <laughs> the the one thing that I like, so the the two things I like about it is one, this is a very like pretty and striking area. Like I think it looks cool. Uh huh. Um, give two, me a rocky like shore this. please yeah yeah i love a rocky shore a very oregon coast um and then uh i like the story of balder yes so like all this balder stuff is very cool um you know it is a good story it's told it's very long mm -hmm. there are more kind of uh lore nuggets in uh in this section so like it takes a while to actually get it but it's a cool story yeah yeah cliff yeah. cliff notes version of it balder was such a fair child that his mother said hey nothing in nature can kill it uh, except she forgot to ask the mistletoe to do it because she thought it was too young. Yeah, she uh, asked everything on Earth not to hurt him, and right. they all agreed, but she forgot to ask mistletoe. Yeah, so Loki said, "Hey, why don't I uh, kill him with mistletoe? But I don't want to get in trouble, so let's have this. this let, let's have a blind giant do it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just to just to stick it to him. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, very. Uh, this is very new out of war too. So yes. the, the stuff shows up in that. And I was reminded of that legend there. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> um, he's, he's a very early on character, but I like Balder. Yeah. Um, his gates are very good. I, 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 I like to believe. Gates. Yeah. 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 Great gates. Um, but there's <laughs> almost nothing to talk about. You walk back and forth uh, doing runes and changing yeah. the world state and looking through things. It's all tricks the game has already done. Yes. Not even really recontextualized. It's just kind of going through the past where everything is golden and idyllic and then kind of traveling through these masks. Uh, mm -hmm. to the present version which is dilapidated and run down looking for yep. looking for runes blah um it ends with a very long balance beam uh where you're trying to get to dillian yep. when you get there um he's waited patiently for you and then finally when you're in reaching distance his little life figure jumps off of the bridge yeah um and here's where one of the first more obvious uh problematic things i think that happens in the game as far as its mental health stuff is when it gives this little thing where you talk to dillian and he talks about how he loved her because of this dark world she saw. Yeah. So don't um, seek treatment. Could, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, uh, so that, that's the thing that happens in real life. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I but it's also just kind of gross. Uh -huh. Like this, this Dillian is not presented as a character. Like it's just never dealt with. Like yeah. Dillian is not questioned right. in this, but being attracted to somebody for their mental health issues is fucking gross. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's not good. 
uh, that, that is telling somebody that uh, that they will lose what's special about them if they go yes. and get healthy uh, is fucking gross. And yeah. it was like maybe one or two steps removed from being a feeder or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 they don't what they they missed an opportunity to draw the parallel between how bad this is and what her dad did. Yes, because they're both shitty, mm-hmm. right? Like like they're both extremely shitty, but they don't like Dillian <laughs> is never really reckoned with. No, in this, like he's not. He kind of just falls off. Yeah. No weird part. Like he's always part. He's always a motivation, but like mm-hmm. he's never, there's never a climax for, for yeah. Dillian. Yeah. You know, like, and you know, ultimately uh, what, what gets Senua out of this is accepting the mental illness as part of herself, you yes. know, like just understand, understanding that it is not a force that is outside of her that is punishing her for something, you know, mostly, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, that that's what her dad said. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but that, yeah, that doesn't come along with rejecting Dillian. Right. <laughs> which it should, because Dillian also doesn't, you know, <laughs> It being part of her is not does not mean that it is something that is to be admired and loved. <laughs> right. You know, that that's some weird like manic pixie dream girl yeah. kind of nonsense. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I'm, not I'm, not great. I'm happy you saw that too. Uh, because I thought it was bullshit. Yeah. It's it's the most the game plays with that theme a couple times. It's the most explicit. Yeah. Like her using it to solve puzzles is also a a version of this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the fact that she can only make progress because she can see patterns where other where there aren't patterns mm-hmm. is a version of that. Yeah, uh, but this is the most textual it gets. Mm-hmm. So not great, yeah, not great. Um, but these next two trials are better. Um, this first one I actually really like, even though you're not doing anything gameplay wise. Mm-hmm. Really, I just think it is cool visually. Like, there's almost nothing here until the end. The end is actually like kind of noteworthy, I think, as well. Yeah. Um. So the swamp shard trial. Um. This talks about this plague that struck the land of ice. Um, babies came out of the womb bearing its mark. Mm-hmm. So some real, uh, you know, five, two shit. <laughs> and, uh, you start off and you just start talking about how bad things smell and no one ever says stink in yeah. a game. Like they always, you know, and people are saying that it's like, ah, oh, it stinks. And I'm like, has nobody ever used that word? <laughs> you know? Um, but it just, it just, lo- everything looks disgusting. Yeah. You're like, like you're, you're, you're wading through shoulder depth, fetid water. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with bits and bobs of, you know, meat floating in it. It's, it's real yep. bad. Uh, your ultimate goal is to try to get to this house on a hill. Um, and you have to do the usual kind of like moving through gates kind of thing to, uh, to, to get up there. This is where they introduce the, uh, the, the, the shards of the environment that line up when you're, when you look at it from a certain perspective, kind of the monument mm-hmm. Valley part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Like, again, like they didn't focus on it enough for it to be really good. Yeah. Um, the, the kind of body of this is when you get into the house, um, the darkness reveals that, uh, there are all these wrapped bodies within the house. Like it first looks normal, but you're actually surrounded by corpses. Um, when you actually approach the gate to get out, you're transported into this like house full of hallways. Um, and you have to actually do that rune puzzle, but it's not really a rune puzzle. It's just a chase sequence yep. as this like fiery metal gear five ass character like chases you. That's so good. I don't did, this, did, yeah, did I think a, this is actually really good. Did you get a good look at that thing? um yeah that just that, that that it is a walking kind of like blobby area of fire that is uh preceded by uh atmospheric changes in the color yeah um, yeah it looks, and, really, it looks amazing and also the sounds of screaming people like, like people screaming as their villages were burned to be purified yep very good yeah um but yeah like you know part of the subtext here um, you know, like by going with Dillian, um, <laughs> her dad, uh, implies that she brought the plague to the village by displeasing the gods. Some real, yep. you know, again, abusive shit. We don't need to keep saying yeah, that. Gaslighting but, shit. Yeah. yeah. The final one here is the blindness shard trial, which I like quite a bit. They didn't go as far with it as I would want them to. However, for mm-hmm. accessibility reasons, I 
understand why they didn't do that. Like I want to, mm-hmm. I want to pop a sign gray. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely not that, um, this is, you know, so Drew, when you get to go to this, Drew talks about Odin giving up his eye to drink from the well of wisdom mm-hmm. uh, in blindness. There is truth. Um, <laughs> everything's a superpower. Yep. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Hi, <Daredevil. and laughs> this is, uh, so you, uh, this is you moving around. It's incredibly, incredibly dark. It's not entirely dark, but it's right. incredibly dark. I'm into this house with these monster creatures and you're getting this encouragement from, from Dill Pickle, who's telling you like, don't, you know, you're going to be fine. Just move forward. Mm-hmm. And it, you feel like you're in danger. I don't even know if you can die here. Like yeah. you walk right into these things. If one, if you can die, you can get um, real near them. You can hear them breathing and shit. Yeah. 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 And, and they exaggerate that. Like I knew that I was a good couple of feet away from them, but they made the breathing sound like it was right in my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really effective and scary. Yeah. I thought this was super cool. It, yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and and, it's, and uh, that's all it really is. It's just you move through a couple of dark areas doing this. Yeah. And uh, uh, Dillian, um, uh, Dillap, he gives you a uh, uh, gives you encouragement and, and direction saying like, hey, you know, pause. What do you hear? I hear a breeze or I hear a, I, I hear a, a creak. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just follow that. Um, helpfully, when you're pointed in the right direction, the uh, the uh, um, controller will vibrate. Mm-hmm. As well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's neat. He's like, he's your hand, he's your, your handler. Yeah. Or your orientation guide. Yeah. Your RA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you, uh, you get through this, uh, after you get this through this thing, you can now get the sword. Yes. Um, and you learn that, uh, Senua left her clan to join Dill Pickle's clan as a warrior, but Zinbel, her father, uh, cursed her to bring plague in her wake. Yeah. And, and that, plague. that plague killed, yeah, killed yeah. a big, big Papa, Papa, Papa Pickle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he killed Bill, big pocket, a big Papa Pickle, uh, mm-hmm. which made, uh, you know, Dillian freak out a little bit. Like, you know, actually like said some terrible things to Senua that he later says, oh, I didn't say that. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's around this point that I get the, that I started getting the feeling that Dillian didn't exist. Uh, that mm-hmm. would be a very weird zig for them to zag, but, um, they, they, yeah, they, they, they don't end up doing that. Yeah, well, they're they're trying to, you know, it is a voice of encouragement, you know, and yeah. voices that are commenting on what she's doing <laughs> or how she, you know, have been, you know, like, I don't want to say, again, one of those things I don't want to step on your toes. Like, I don't want to say not real, uh-huh. right? But have, have been, they're trying to tell us that they're not real, that yeah. they're part of the psychosis and not extant. Right. So, like, voices in her head tend not to be real. Yes. Um, also, it does something strange uh, for this section. Dillian is the only voice in her head. Uh, when you yeah, reemerge, yeah. the voices are like, oh, she's back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Very weird. Once you have this, once you have the, the sword, um, a new voice calls out to you and, uh, and says the, the corpse wave threw itself over the only one that I love um, and uh, tells you to come not to this next area with a disturbed mind. <laughs> so what does it do? <laughs> it shows you the most disturbing imagery oh. in the game. So this is this should have I feel like this should have been the end. Yeah, this is so climactic and so visually cool. And everything after this, uh, almost everything after this does not hold a candle. No, 
how visually impressive and extra this is. <laughs> like, it's pretty it's pretty rare that, like, a game, like, I'll actually be, like, kind of like, wow, they, they went for it. Yeah. You know, it, it takes a lot more to get me to feel that way. Yes. You know, than, than, than I used to. Like, you know, all those rooms with just hanging corpses from the from the ceiling like i i can do hanging corpses yeah you know <laughs> get 10 you. times a day for the rest of my life and not feel a thing i'll, I'll get you one this afternoon <laughs> yeah i got a guy yeah. the the uh the there's just there's just i'm i'm not deadened so much it just doesn't video games are not have not been you have to do more to express horror yeah and this really the way they do it is just by like again one kid loves speedo corpse like <laughs> they just turn that dial all the way the fucking up <laughs> um and it's just it looks awesome like this this whole thing so you're you're wading through this hip deep river of blood at a canyon made of get, grasping corpse hands and there's a part where you round a corner and they start showing uh, corpses of various sizes uh-huh. and giants. And they're all just writhing in pain, uh, skinless, bloody corpses. Yeah. Like just, and like, just writhing hundreds like and hundreds of them. Shawshanking up to the sky. Yep. Trying yeah. to get out, just like writhing and stuff. And it just like works really well just by having absolutely no sense of restraint. Yeah. You know, and just and just going absolutely to, to 11. <laughs> this gives, I think it's super cool. This gives the depictions of hell and doom a run for their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this is this is a great hell. Yeah. Um, uh, I love that canyon of hands so much. It reminds me of uh, falling down the oubliette in Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. The helping yeah. hands. Yeah. yeah I, love, I love them. But they're reaching out. Um, like, I, I, I never walked into them. I don't imagine anything happens. Nothing but happens. Yeah, but they're always just kind of like reaching out toward you. That is so it's an inventive. And I think that, it, that they sell it, uh, maybe oversell it which is a good thing in this context by having so many of them of different sizes mm -hmm. going all the way up basically to the sky. Yep. It feels like they're doing a lot with a little here. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's very simple. They're just models moving and stuff, but they just get great effect. Mm -hmm. So I really love it. And this is also the first time they do like a long uh, combat gauntlet. Uh -huh. And this one works. Like when I say this should have been the ending, this felt like the ending. Like I'm, you, you do this incredibly long combat gauntlet where you just fight enemy after enemy after enemy. And I'm like, cool like i'm gonna get to, to hell hella at the end of this um you know because and I'm, I'm doing this thing and it's just like trying to wear me down and i'm not and it just kind of felt right mm -hmm. you know yeah um you fight a uh a berserker type these new berserker things that have two axes that do some of the same tricks that the lord of illusion does but are yeah. also trickier and tougher yeah yeah um, I, I think these are the toughest like regular enemies in the game yeah, they, um, they kind of take the place of the shield guys uh, in terms of being enemies that get thrown into the mix that mess up the rhythm. Like, you have to prioritize yeah. them. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I really wish that this would have been the end because you would arrive at the you, – you would you would get to the end of this covered in blood, uh, having cut through a literal warpath uh, to, mm -hmm. get, to get what you need. It's not like what's at the end here isn't great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I really didn't need these next two areas. Yep. Yep, yep, yeah. The next two areas are, are big letdown, actually, I think. Yeah. Um, like some cool stuff happens in them, but like boy, does it just feel like padding. Yeah. Um, you learn through this, you learn that your mother Galena is here. Yeah. Um, she gave into the darkness and gave herself to the gods. So essentially she killed herself. Yes. Uh, because of her her psychosis. Yeah. Uh, and also because well, <laughs> well there, there there are other parts of this too. There's more of that. Uh she is very much in the uh very much in, well, yeah yeah she was yeah. she was killed by her by her father but it's framed as such i think at this point like you think it's a suicide yeah 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 i, th um, I mean I, like I, I could be imagining that but i'm pretty sure that at some at this point you think that it is a suicide yeah you you think that she gave into the despair that you are yes. feeling right there that yeah. you are trying to fight through uh to yep. get into this uh when, when you reach the end you see galena's face 
um, kind of up in the mountains. This is that thing that I think they did so well. They had the, uh, the, the model of the face scream and they overlaid like superimposed the same expression uh, from the FMV over top of that. Um, and had them just offset enough to where it felt uh, like a uh, like a hallucination. It was mm. very very good. Yeah, I, I do not remember it. Yeah. These are this FMV stuff, man. <laughs> Unless it's Night Trap, I don't want it. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> Night Trap or Bust for me. Okay, Gabriel Night Two. Yeah, yeah, the Beast Within. Yeah, or I'm out. Yeah, this reminded the, me uh, like, like the, the 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 mixture reminded me a little bit of um, oh gosh, not Haunting Ground. What am I thinking of? Realms of the Haunting. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which would be a good game to do for WAF at some point. Yeah, I would, I would be down. I have to watch this again to to like greater. I'm not saying it because I want to argue, but to like greater articulate why it didn't work or why I yeah. didn't remember it. Because mm-hmm. I definitely there's none of those seemed good to me, and I, I just kind of came away thinking that you know I, I I remembering I didn't really like them. Like not that they were subtractive, right? Like uh-huh. it didn't, it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I just didn't remember being impressed by them, and I'd want to look at them again to see like if I can see what you're you're seeing in them. Yeah. So, um, the uh. So uh, this flashbacks to, to Senua standing on the edge of a cliff. She's getting ready to kill herself because she's because she thinks she brought the plague. Her father gaslighted her into thinking that. Yeah. Um, and then Dillian, Dillian comes up and gaslights on gaslights. Says, "Oh, your <laughs> yeah, father, your your father is a fake. You could only trust me. No, I didn't yeah. lash out at you." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, now we kind of just get teleported. Yeah. Hellheim, like how I can't even remember how this happens. Well, so we we, we wake up again underneath. Yeah, we wait, the, we just wake up there. Yeah, we, well, no, we 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 wake up under the tree. Like so, we were sent yeah. into the river of corpses or the sea of corpses, rather, uh, the estuary of corpses. Um, uh, by whatever force was trying to stop us, we have the sword now. This gives us the yeah. ability to charge up our heavy attacks, but it doesn't explain that. You'll just no, notice no, no, sometime no. that your sword is glowing and maybe it yep. kills an enemy more quickly. Uh, this kind of gives, it's our, um, no, it's, it's Dumbo's feather. It lets us climb back up to the, uh, to the gate of Helheim, of Helheim and, uh, mm-hmm. make our final approach. Yeah, I, I recognize that the River of Corpses was not Helheim, and we are going to Helheim. Yes, I just like this. This just sucks. <laughs> the, 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 and, like, the, the, the Sea of Corpses kind of seemed like a Helheim to me. It seems very Helheim esque. Yeah, you know, it's got Hell right there in the name. It's a Sea of Corpses, and just the <laughs> fact that neither of these areas are visually interesting. Right. You know, like we're just in two dungeons now. Yeah. Like this is the stuff that video games are made of. The, like, you know, the, like we're gonna go through some real hallway ass hallways now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was very disappointed that the game kept going. Yeah, the, like fin- the final boss arena is the only like visually interesting th- thing that we're going to have ahead of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so real, real bummer here. Yeah. Um, so as you go through, this introduces a new mechanic where there's a beast in the darkness and you have to stay lit up. Right. Um, you have to either carry a torch or run from light to light uh, in order to not die. Yeah. There. This is supposed to be a manifestation of her fear of darkness. I believe mm-hmm. is what I've is, is is what I read about this. It's cool. Like it's a little bit like uh, the floor is lava almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, the text is very um, you know like there, there there's a little bit of confusion about whether this is Fenrir or something else. I call it Fenrir in the notes because that's what two of the guides that I saw called it. Yeah, yeah, and you fight Fenrir. Yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna do a boss fight against a thing that is very Fenrir like. Mm. So, um, she chased down this corridor. Um, when you reach this light uh, that's there, the bridge collapses. Um, you save yourself, but you actually drop the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and the darkness tells you that his fate is sealed, um, but you're going to go get that head. Yep. <laughs> so, everybody's staying up all night to get lucky. <laughs> the, um, so uh, so we get another flashback here, a flashback to childhood with Senua uh, praying with her mother 
asking, uh, praying uh, to her mother, asking why her mother left, not with yeah. her mother, right. to her mother. And uh, she's doing this. Uh, her father is isolating her. Yeah, keeping her away from the rest of the village yep. to try and stop her from spreading her darkness or what have yes. you. Um, yeah. yeah, because he believes that God can only cure her through his hands. Um, mm. Yeah. There are more uh, rune puzzles down here that adds an extra wrinkle. Uh, you have to set up uh, the runes and shadows. However, the paths are separated by waterfalls, which will put out your torch. So you have yes. to find your, you have to find your way around that. Yeah, the shadows make no sense either. Right, like they don't correspond to what they would be projecting. The right. the fires do not correspond very well to this. So like, once I knew, I just had to light the torches in a Zelda fashion. Like it mm -hmm. was fine to to do so, but it wasn't. Like I was using my mind to see if I could make the object. Mm -hmm. Like there's one of them where there are four torches. And once you've lit four, three torches, it makes the shape. Uh -huh. But you have to light the fourth one for it to count. Yes. To, and to, just like to give it the definition that it needs. Yeah. And adding any more arbitrariness to these uh, these things is not necessarily good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the, the puzzle content here is bad. Yeah. Um, you do some more combat uh, eventually. Um, eventually you kind of crawl through this tunnel of muck. And corpses, you find the head. Uh, and Fenrir attacks. We get a boss fight at the end of this, yeah. and it's just been a, been a real long time since we had a boss fight. Yeah, this like, is yeah, there's boss fights in this game. I like this boss fight quite a bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's so yeah, yeah. good. It's good. Uh, Fenrir is huge, uh, and you can really only damage it with heavy attacks. I don't know that I care for that because it takes away your combo ability. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you're trying to dodge around it in a kind of souls like fashion. Well, and also you don't know that you have heavy attacks. Yeah. The game never tells you that really. Um, you, you can attack and have it bounce off, but I didn't, you know, at first I did not know that I had an alternative. Oh, you, 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 you never know? hit triangle before? No, no, I did. I did. I mean, I didn't know, or you can only hit him with, um, uh, your slow attacks. Uh, yeah. With slow, slow attacks. No, I'd hit triangle yeah. before I never, I thought you needed to hit him with charged attacks. Mm. No, I didn't. Is I, that, I, is that the case or no? Is it just regular heavy attacks? I thought it was charged attacks. Yeah. I, I, I got him with regular heavy attacks. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was just charge attacks. Like something bounced off weirdly, and it could have been a hitbox thing. Oh yeah. I don't know. I had some kind of weird experience, but I ended up doing heart charge attacks exclusively. Yeah. With this guy. So. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Live and learn. Maybe I yeah. just did it really inefficiently. Who knows? It took a yeah, while. Yeah. It, it doesn't. But it doesn't. You know. So I didn't know I had the charges. I guess you don't need the charges then. It's just an optional upgrade. Yeah. Um. But yeah, his attacks, as far as like just fighting him toe to toe, is not that special like he just kind of does some swipes mm -hmm. you want to get to the side of him like if you play dark souls you know how to do it but he uh eventually like he'll disappear and kind of come from off screen which is really listen for him breathing and then also uh like you have to li listen for the charge as well because that's what you time your uh your dodge off of yeah 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 and that's very cool mm -hmm. um other times when he's not hiding out in the shadow he will uh try to obscure uh, himself from your view basically by summon summoning in uh fmv elements over top of him you know mm. filters and fragments and things yeah yep, yep. uh which looks neat yeah um you eventually take him down though um you get the head the dark force voice speaks to you uh saying its goal was to make uh so again saying like i was just here to toughen you up yeah. i wanted to make you hate the darkness to focus on your quest and not give up on your life yeah this is the voice of your dad and <laughs> just yeah. like you know don't fail like your fucking mother did and make me burn you yeah, which pretty fucked up. And again, I understand, you know, we talked about how this is giving mixed messages. I understand that's an abuse tactic. Uh -huh. It's just weird that he's right. Yeah. Some of the times like that. <laughs> it actually seems effective. Right. That that you would you not know? have succeeded if he didn't do that terrible thing. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah. it seems a little bit. And it's not because I don't have faith in, in the, you know, the character, I guess. It's right. just this weird. 
<laughs> you know, it does. I just don't think they land it. Like that's a, that's a, a difficult thing to get across. Yeah. You know, and I just, I'm not totally sure they landed a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so now, uh, you know, and this is, I think this is when he starts saying like, what do you have to barter with? Right. And you say you have your own soul. Right. To give up to save, to save Del Pickle. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we move into Hella's Sanctum, which again is another like really long, boring section of this game. It's, it's the, the, the puzzle section is too long and the combat section is way too long. We did. Yeah. So you go through and you just create these big bridge fragments uh and then you fight on the bridge and this is the uh we already did a big fight in the river of blood Mm -hmm. that was like an endless fight um and we're going to do another one after this yes so the uh this one you know we'll talk about that when we get to the one after this but like it is just too many of those in short succession yeah and this is when it ceased to have kind of intrinsic value like i wasn't having fun doing the combat yeah you know so i marked i put this down to easy and just kind of wanted to push through it yeah. Like I wasn't having a hard time with the combat. I just needed it to be over sooner. Yeah. I you know, like, yeah, I ought to have done that. <sighs> yeah. yeah. There's the combat, diff- the difficulty options. This are actually kind of interesting because there's a uh, easy, medium and hard. And then there's one that, um, kind of resident evil fours you. Yeah. And looks at how well you're doing and adjust the combat to that. And that's what I did for most of the game. Same. And I was pretty good at the combat cause I'd played all the souls games. So mm-hmm. the combat was pretty challenging. Yeah. Um, and it didn't stop becoming challenging. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> it just became cornmeal like at this point. Yeah. Uh, so. so for me, like I ended up dying to this a couple of times, you know, this long bridge fight section. Mm. Um, it's a checkpointing problem. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. I would just like wake up at the beginning and like, oh, so here's the shield guy again. Fuck me. I yeah, guess. it is very long. Like you could you could conceivably end up having to replay 10 minutes of just combat. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So. No the, good. This really made me wish that uh, they, uh, you know, like scale me down too, like make me make me go down quicker. But like enemies mm-hmm. should not take as many slashes to down as they do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's a little bit by difficulty. Like when you switch it down to easy, and now that I knew I did, did I had the uh, the super strike or whatever. Uh-huh. Super strike will kill a guy in one hit on easy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it went by a little quick, but there's still twenty five guys, yeah, too much you fight here, yeah it's it's a and they're not you know like souls that they don't go down in one hit, like everything you know, even when you do that that super strike it it takes a while to charge up, like you can't do that consistently, right, it's just a lot, yeah, so yep. it's a bummer, eventually you walk through the door at the end of the bridge, and the voices realize, oh shit, if Senua dies, we die too. If we die in the voice, we die in real life. If no shit, Gwen Stefani kills us, if if CeeLo Green kills us on the voice, <laughs> we die in real life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. The um. So uh, as you you know, they beg you to stop. You're not going to stop. You approach a mirror and you talk to yourself. Um, young Senua comes out of it, and you trade places, and Young Senua dissolves. Yeah. You had to give up the old part of you that you were carrying around to proceed. Yeah. Um, and once you go beyond that, we are now in uh, Senua's hell. Right. This version of, of your own personal hell. You're watching your mom burning on a stake. Yeah. Um, so that is, you know, earlier when it said she had given up into the darkness, you know, I presume suicide, but actually right. this is what happened. No, this is what happened. Uh, <laughs> giving up into the darkness was her forsaking the you know, the gods of the, of the tribe and her dad, the shadowy man, the dark voice who has been talking to us. He couldn't have that. Yeah. Um, saying like, Hey, you know, like those are, you, you see the truth. I had to kill your mom. It was the will of the gods. Um, yeah. I love this line where Sanyu just says, fuck the gods. You did this to her. Yeah. 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 It is good. It is good to watch her, uh, get her groove back. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, even though like 
the metaphor here that like your your psychosis is kind of you defying the god specifically and listening yeah. to these other voices in the under underworld mm -hmm. there that she kind of sets up like just playing with that metaphor and saying that's what it is even if it is unreliable mm -hmm. is a little weird and even if there's historical precedent right right so like it, the, the the gods and the religious treatment for that are mismanaged at the very least they 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 land it a little bit insofar as like no actually that, that like that that is explicitly not what it is she has to learn that these voices are not an evil force outside of her that she is getting maybe, into right yeah yeah I, I maybe what's weird about it is it brings weird in a in a fiction where there are explicitly gods right you know like i mean all of this could be in her mind mm -hmm. right but like she definitely believes there are gods yeah um you know that you can kill them and stuff and that makes it land a little strangely i guess yeah uh, it definitely lands a uh, uh, wobbly yeah kind of diagonal you know yep um, um but yeah you know she basically just confronts the vision of her dad saying you know you created this darkness so you could hide behind it you called what i'm going through evil so that you could justify whatever you wanted to do anyway yep um some props for unless there's subtext i missed for not having a sexual abuse element yeah like not props for like lack of negative props i guess you know <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was definitely expecting that like with, i was with like oh, when are too <laughs> yeah. yeah withheld like when are they going to trot out the molestation yeah, yeah. Like, you know I, like i was i was really expecting that i'm I, glad they I, didn't i read a little bit of that like when he says oh i could only heal like god could only heal you through my hands or something like that but that like yeah if that's the case it is a not played up and b subtextual well and he uh he burned his mother like had his mother burned alive right. you know like you know if if, if he was if it, there was a, a sexual abuse situation like I didn't get the chance. I didn't get the impression that her father wasn't a true believer. Yeah. No, you know, like he was definitely gaslighting and being abusive and, and doing that stuff. But I bet you he believed in the gods. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like still fucked up. Yeah. But I, but I bet you he believed in it. Mm -hmm. So it, they, they both can be true. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of chasing uh, Hella up this like nonsensical landscape of platforms and stuff doing, doing more and more fights of these shadow creatures along the way. Um, we just we with the fight the fight meter is empty. It's way empty. <laughs> yep. Well, also they do something very nonsensical. Like it's good that you can't lose, but also you can't lose. Like you're fighting yeah. this shifting shadow creature uh, while Hella watch watches on, um, feeling hella good and all that. Um, yep. And you know like, Hella back, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and if you know if you get hit, you just kind of like take a knee and then, then you get back up. You are literally yep. just pressing buttons to press buttons so so uh, Senua can go through this. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you fight a boss rush kind of in in aggregate, where the shadow beast that we fought before shifts through different boss forms that we yeah. dealt with, and fight them in order. Um, and you get up to this platform where they they do this cool perspective, like Hella looked huge from back there, and now that you've gone through all this thing, she's small. Right. She's still the size of like a car, <laughs> you know. So, so but she, like, she's, she's she's not the size of a mountain like she was yeah. before. Yeah. And here, so here, let's talk about this end thing. I hate this um there's there's several things this does that i think suck yeah uh so here's the idea the idea is hell is there and you fight unending waves of enemies and you have to give up and just die in order to to win right um here's why i hate this uh one um you can't because you don't have control of the camera i kept trying to like fight hella mm -hmm. and you can't right like the camera just won't and then when you get up when you can actually get the camera to put hella in the the thing mm -hmm. she doesn't clip like she doesn't have your sword just goes through her right is janky as hell took me out of the moment uh two you just did many many just fight unending waves of guys where you succeed at it mm -hmm. uh you know so that's like 
you did this trick already. If this yeah. is set up to be in contrast to those tricks where you win, like that's just not very interesting mm-hmm. to me as, as a thing Two, the voices tell you to give up, but the voices have been telling me to give up forever <laughs> for about nine hours now. Yeah. Three, like you don't, or four, you don't have to die. Like I didn't, I didn't die mm-hmm. in this. Like I didn't. So like contrast this with the ending of crisis core, uh, which is the closest thing I can think of, which I think is a really great expression of this, yeah. of giving up after fighting wave after wave of enemy, um, where your interface is fucking up and you have to lose because you can't win without that. Right. I could have, I felt like I could have done this forever. Yeah. Like I could, you know, I could get into like the Guinness world book of records of fighting off the final boss of, of Hellblade. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I just chose eventually like, so I eventually got to the point where I was just doing this forever and ever and ever where I just paused and looked it up. Uh-huh. You know, and I looked up and said, oh, you have to die. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like the other ones felt endless before. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't this one be endless? Like maybe yeah. I just need to, you know, the other ones felt like, oh, I can't believe I had to fight 25 dudes. Like what if now I had to fight 35 dudes, Yeah. you know, to get through this? Like as a metaphor for accepting this thing that's part of yourself, it's fine. I think it is ludically shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a good expression of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I think the only way that they could sell it ludically would be to have her get so wounded that her actual like fight style changes as she yeah, goes yeah. along. Like, like, like crisis core. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, or oh, you don't not, have your arm now, so you can't do that dodge. Yeah. Or not have me do this fighting wave after wave of enemy before this, because yeah. that has trained me to think that that's something I have to do to progress through the game. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, um, make, make it so that I am chasing after Hela and she is always, uh, just out of reach and giving yep. up is stopping. Like, you know, let, letting, yep. letting her fade into the mist. Right. I understand you know, that everything has been combat so far, but yeah. Or, or do this, just don't do it the other times. Yeah. Which I think would have been <laughs> ultimately the best thing for the pacing and for this. Yeah. You know, like if you got to the point where, uh, you know, you'd always just been fighting reasonable encounters. Now you're fighting mega encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could actually conceivably, uh, yeah. be overwhelmed. Yeah. Like 20 yards if ago, I, I was doing this exact same thing. <laughs> exactly. Like, and it just in very short succession. Yeah. Like, I, I think this is, this is, I know what they're trying to do. I don't think they land this at no, all. Really? Like this no. really bothered me. And it's frustrating because they're trying to do a cool thing. It is a neat idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. But no. <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, you've got to give up. Like you, 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 <laughs> you came here to revive Dillian. He's gone. He cannot be yep. your motivation. Like all of these other things have been shown, have been shown to be false. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so hell your senuele is defeated. Hella comes up and grabs the sword, uh, you know, and, and basically like, yeah, uh, even though everything is not a lie, uh, they are liars. Like she cannot yeah. trust anything that she, that, that she has seen so far. Nothing has actually been her way out. Nothing has been her route to satisfaction. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so you, so you make, you, you make your, your bargain, you attempt to make your bargain. Yeah. You know, um, I'll pledge your, your service to Hela Ragnarok um, as a warrior if you release uh, Dillian. Mm-hmm. He does not respond. Yeah. The camera turns around to reveal that Hela is kneeling over Senua. Yeah. Uh, Senua has nothing left. Like, she doesn't, she just gave away her last little bit of bargaining trip. Chip. Hela has no power over her. Right. Um, and then Hela stabs her with, with Graham, with grammar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Senua's laying, dying in a pool. Um, this is a really cool shot where it's the CGI um senua laying down and then the reflection is the fmv um dillian mm-hmm. kind of comforting saying like hey the longer you hide from death the longer the shadow grows like you you need to you need to meet this on your own terms you need to greet death as a friend mm-hmm. 
you know, because yeah. all of this, you know, has been marked by Dillian's death, by the death of everybody in her village, by her father, by her mother. Like, you, part of this is her relationship with with these external forces, right? Yeah, it's it's very touching, actually. Like, um, like after you kind of come to terms with that, Hella bends down and picks up Dillian's head and drop kicks it into a toilet. <laughs> 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 yep. Yeah. So, so that does not happen. No, no. <laughs> um no but hella comes up um and her appearance has changed like one half of her is you know you know regular like alien smooth the other half is mm. kind of burned up um mm. and it kind of resembles senua uh you know yeah. bends down picks up dillian's head and drops it into the abyss the camera pulls back around to reveal that this is senua whole again finally able to say goodbye to dillian um, you know, so you, you stand at the top of the tower, the voices are still there. They're kind of taunting, taunting you. Mm -hmm. Um, you flex your darkened arm and they all quiet. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you look, you look into the camera, uh, directly and you explain the theme of the thing very much like night in the woods. Yes. <laughs> you say, isn't it always the olds and the bad? You, you say, yeah, follow us. We have another story to tell. Yeah. And then, then we get a vocal song, which I would like to outlaw from video games. Yep. I don't think the, uh, the one, the ironic ones from Metal Gear are worth the bad ones from... <laughs> from uh, Indigo Prophecy in this. I know it's hard to tell How mixed up you feel Hoping what you need Is behind every door Each time you get hurt I don't want you to change Cause everyone has hopes You're human after all The feeling sometimes Wishing you were someone else Feeling as though... oh, it's so um, good. I was just like, I was cackling laughing at this. It is, the, mo it is the most... That was <laughs> it like, is the most was on the nose, earnest song. Like, this is a man singing from his heart about like, yeah. no, don't go. Into mental, that darkness. <laughs> mental illness is not your fault, no matter what your dad says. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very funny. Um, and I know I wasn't supposed to be laughing at that. Like, And, and listen... There are people who cried to that, I'm sure, and I'm sorry. Like I'm not. Yeah. I don't mean to laugh at your specific emotional response the, to this. The, the the everybody hurts rule is in effect. Okay. Yes, everybody hurts rule is 100 effect. The thing I would say is that I would feel more conflicted about that ending. Like I don't think I would have been like, yeah, the song's a fucking jam, uh -huh. no matter what. But I would have felt more conflicted if like the game had not pissed away a bunch of goodwill. Yeah. Kind of at the end, I think. Like right. The actual, and I also feel like when I talk about this being confused, like. The very valuable part of this, uh, that is the story of this abuse and the father is kind of like muddied up with some of this. Yes, you have to learn to get uh, to let go of Dylan. Uh-huh. Dylan and stuff like I don't know if it's just tried to do too much. Yeah. Or or what. But like it definitely feels like a confused thesis to me as far as like the story it's actually telling. <clears throat> and that matters because mm -hmm. it's uh, you're going to get. Uh, those thematic bits, you're going to get those um, insights into, into psychosis and uh, that feeling of empathy. You're going to get it from the story. Mm -hmm. The story is kind of like really all fu fucking all over the place. It's incredibly diffuse is the yeah. thing, right? Like the thing that matters is that other people stop defining her relationship with her psychosis to her, yeah. right? Like that, like that, that is an important thing. Full stop. When she flexes that rotted arm and the, yep. you know, the voices get quiet. Like the fact and that there's still, moment. yeah, that's a good moment. The fact that the voices are still there. Fucking hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the fact that you're like, Oh, I'm cured because a bunch of people died. Yay. No, 
like the, there there needs to be more like i understand that that's really on the nose worth worth doing right yeah. and would have been fucked up if they tried to do it any other way but yeah Weird, like though, the, the that other it's, it's, the boyfriend like, and the dad the boyfriend and the dad and like one of those good uh-huh. But the boyfriend, which we talked about, you know, how like the fact that even at the end, this ends up kind of being a story about letting him go, uh huh, you know, and not rejecting him for being a gaslighting prick, uh, you know, is is a little it just feels like a holdover from that much more um, like hero's journey based game. Yeah. You know, um, that maybe they they, uh, you know, that they were going for before they decided to make it about mental illness. Right. You know. Like it just, it just feels very typical mm-hmm. like this, you know, and, and just like, oh, you know, I have to let him go. I have to, you know, read death as a friend and stuff like, oh, I didn't do all these things to you. Um, it's just all over the place yeah. in a way that I don't think is particularly, and I don't want anyone to think, you know, the, the, the straw man in my head is like somebody can respond to this and be like, you guys can't handle a sophisticated story. And that, I don't think that's true. I think that for something that has this much story content, mm-hmm. like this is, this is four hours of story. You needed to focus on a single thing, yeah. you know, and it just would have been better served. Like the father thing wouldn't have given her a reason to go to Helheim though. Like it needed mm-hmm. this quest structure because it was originally a different kind of game. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it also could have been her trying to find her mom. I, I would have loved, you know, I need to, <laughs> you know, I need to find out the truth from my mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I started having a little bit of doubt. I'm going to deal with this stuff. I need to find the truth for mm-hmm. my mom. I need to go to Helheim. It ends in the river of blood. You do the exact same things. Like you do the, um, you could have put the darkness chase in a cave in the river of blood and just mm-hmm. done it once. Yeah. And then you, uh, uh, you get through, you do one of the, the big waves of enemies mm-hmm. and then you get to Hela and you do, you go through the platforms and Hela gets small. And then you do, uh, you know, maybe not the waves again, but you do something else. And then that's the end. Yeah. You could have put all that stuff there and just made it, not have this weird feeling of just being in a postscript for like <laughs> yeah. only a, like a, a quarter to a third of the game. Yeah. So like, I understand that they are working in, uh, you know, like, like a romantic angle, like that is the, 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 the that is broad. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, it is a very powerful drive. Um, I'm led to assume for some humans, the drive for, uh, companionship and, uh, physical affection. Like I, I, uh, pe- people may make a big deal out of that, which is okay. Fine. Um, but there was a word that you used there that actually like really like like tripped for me when you said that it's like the way they ended up doing it was very typical. They could have made it atypical, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would have complemented the very atypical way that they that they decided to tell the story with a game, right? Yeah, you know, by taking refuge in convention of this being a you know a romantic story, you know a little bit like a uh, uh, what's his nuts going going into the going into the underworld to get you know who's your name and not but not being able to look to look back right yeah 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 uh, <laughs> yeah salt. yeah you're you're and stuff like that yeah 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 I I just I I it's a bummer because there's a point like this is a game that's like as I played it there were points where it had me mm-hmm. and then it just it like kept picking me up and dropping me. Yeah, you know, like throughout, like I just have parts where even and not just like the gameplay never really like shined for me, but there are parts where I was just kind of on board with it. Like when you first, I guess when you're doing the the four shards or whatever, and you first start learning about Senua's backstory and about them blaming this this plague on her and stuff, and like mm-hmm. it's genuinely a very sympathetic story. Mm-hmm. And gaslighting is interesting and not something that comes up in games very often, right? For as as much as it happens all the time, right? In real life, and not just like, you know, and I'm not saying this to like. To, to try to claim any ownership of it but it's you know for people who are just like oh gaslighting it's that me too thing that i don't need to worry about because i'm a dude like 
you've been gaslighted. Yep. <laughs> Every single person listening to this, whether you are like, you know, male, female, whatever your your expression, you know, whoever you are, you have been gaslighted. Yeah, it's like, it, it, like it's it's the fucking air, and that's the fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. like people people abuse people. Yeah, you know, like like we get like a question on like Heartbeat City and stuff like that about like this extremely like emotionally manipulative lady. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff happens too. Like this is that kind of abuse is everyone's problem. Yeah, you know, like. Dudes do it all the time. It sucks. Dudes are more likely to do it. But just because you're a dude who doesn't do it doesn't mean that you can't be a victim of it. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to recognize it. Not least of which because you want to be a good ally, but also because it could happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so like just the the that story and overlaying the mental illness kind of metaphor and over it was interesting to me. Yeah. And there's just cruft. Yeah. You know? So there's like there's visual there's that sound thing I always take with me. It was very interesting to put this game on my head and pl- be in that world for a while. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, and that was very valuable to me personally. And I will always re- you know, remember the River of Corpses. I'll never <laughs> forgive you, River. You know, I'll never never forget you. I'll never, I'll never forgive or forget. I'll you. never forgive you, River of Corpses. Um, I, I will I will never forget it. You know, but in general, it's just very hard to say like whether I think this is a su- success or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a missed opportunity thing. I, I, you know, I wouldn't take anyone's success. The people who played this and felt, saw themselves in it and felt represented for the first time and heard for the first time. Like, obviously yeah. that has huge value. I would never take that from somebody. Yeah. I just, you know, wanted a less confused message. I think it could have done more good with that. Yes. Um, you know? it, it could, it could have been more focused, which is weird, yeah. right? Because we talked about all of this empty real estate inside of it. Right. Yeah. You know, like just like the, 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 that makes it seem like, oh, it's trying to do much. You know, how, how are we saying that it's trying to do to do too much when we're also saying that it also did way too little with a space it, that was there? Right. It's, it's, just, a, it's, it's about how they chose to use the space that they have. Right. It's about you know, like which was, narrative topography. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then just it wasn't a very efficient use of its space. Yeah. Um, this is unique. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the sound design stuff, you know, binaural sound exists and just search ASMR. It's on there. It's fine. Binaural sound was used a very good effect in the first corpse party game for the PSP. Like hmm. it worked really, really well in that. Uh, but used to this effect here. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I hadn't seen it done this, uh, comprehensively before, uh, for me in my own, you know, journey with mental, with mental health, this is the first game that I think nailed the idea of intrusive thoughts as well as it mm-hmm. does. I don't hear voices, but as a, somebody who suffers with anxiety, there definitely are thoughts that you have that you do not wish to have that is put in here. And for me, that also made this feel special. Um, mm-hmm. in addition to the other things that did, um, I like Ninja theory. They've made games that I enjoy. I think this is probably my favorite thing that they have done. Um, mm-hmm. I wish it was more even, I wish that they were willing to let the cars touch <laughs> and not have it be, uh, so as incredible, incredibly modal as it is. Um, what, what else have they done other than enslaved? Um, so heavenly sword is actually okay. Um, okay. yeah. Is that, is that it? Are those the, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I guess I can look this up too. I'm just, I'm kind of curious. Cause I'm like, do I like Ninja theory? I don't know. Cause we, we haven't no. done enslaved. It's shown up on a poll. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but didn't win. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they, they did the, uh, the devil may cry. Remake. Yeah. Yeah. Did DMC remake, um, the game that's too aesthetically awful to even look at. <laughs> Is that the one where it's like, you're, you're, you're like a, my chemical romance fuck boy of the highest order that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Is it that yeah. one? Yeah. That, that, okay. that, that's the one. Yeah. A bunch of Disney stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I guess I don't, you know, I don't have a, a yeah. real strong opinion on these guys. Like, yeah. my, my, not, they kind my, of haven't done very many games. Yeah, my, my my strong good opinion comes from Enslaved, which I think is actually a like it, just a terminally charming game um, mm-hmm. that also uh, plays pretty well in like an Uncharted kind of way. It is also pretty modal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think that you would. I don't think you would be able to see past that. Um, yeah. Just because. I mean, I saw past it for this. Like, oh yeah, I, I can. I, I, yeah, I, I regretted saying it that way the second yeah. that I said it. I think I, that that would really stick out to you. Uh, it being yeah. as modal as it is, because it very much is in the uncharted vein. Um, mm. But yeah, I think I think that that is neat. This is this is neater. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this is um, this is neat. Mm-hmm. Like I'm glad I played it. I think this is a novel experience that like people should play. Yeah, you know, at the very least, if you like games and you want to see something that is new. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if it is, even if it is exclusively to play this and bemoan ways it, it could be better and think mm-hmm. about, be kind of learn a perspective, even if you think it's a bad perspective on the discussion yeah. of this, you know, I think that, that that's interesting. Yeah. You know, really unique game. Really glad that we played it. Same. Like Allison's batting a hundred percent on, on suggestions. Yeah. For the show. Um, what uh what are we doing next? Well, Gary, next we are doing the main quest of The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. Yeah. First you um, got blood? And then, and then you got wine. You got wine, river of blood. It makes river a of makes wine. a delicious drink. Um yeah, what drink? Ten out of ten. <laughs> um yeah, I'm looking forward to going back into that world. Me too. It's a good world. Yeah. I love it. I'm looking forward to you getting to I mean it's the uh I wish I could play with my actual original Witcher character. Are you bringing your your original good boy? Yeah, because it, it is it is a very uh, uh, somebody in the Slack Paul described it as like the best fan service he's ever seen. Oh yeah, and I think that is pretty accurate. Like the ending of this is just a very good, like extremely satisfying ending for mm-hmm. the good boy. Nice. So yeah, no. Um, I, after I, that, I, I parked sorry. my save after Hearts of Stone. So that's, yeah, that's great, great stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish I had done so. Yeah, I just really wanted to play those DLCs. <laughs> the um, I knew we were going to do them. Yeah, I played him anyway, <laughs> like a dipshit. So I had to play with some some loner car of a Geralt. Like, you have to play with the store socks, Geralt. Yeah, I don't want to play with store sock Geralt. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's, where, that's where I'm at. Um, after that, uh, we will be taking your uh, your comments. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you have anything to say about Hellblade or Blood and Wine, hit us up by the 15th at mm-hmm. duckfeed.tv slash contact. Um, if you have anything to say about Baldur's Gate 2, yeah. you can hit us up at duckfeed.tv uh, slash contact. We'll be doing that at the end of December. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot that Baldur's Gate 2, we're doing that over four ba- bad boys. Yes, we are. Uh, which is great. I was getting exceedingly nervous about <laughs> splitting that main quest into two. New. No, and no. I forgot the discussion we had. Yep. Yeah, we, so, we, we, we borrowed a month from November. So. Yeah. Or no, bar- yeah, yeah, bar- yeah bar- borrowed a week. Sorry. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's, uh, I mean, you could you could do it. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a meaty game. Yeah. Um, I'm so looking forward to it. A bunch of people have been very excited about us covering that. We're going to mm-hmm. fucking dine on it, dude. Yeah. Like it's a, I'm, I'm extremely excited and it's also the right game. Like I just need to get through blood and wine and then I'm just going to sit down and like feel super good moving little men around on a little board. <laughs> so, yep. I am jazzed. Yep. It's going to, it's time for jazz. Um, if you, uh, if you like the show, the best thing you can do is, uh, well, I guess this is the first time we're recording after this. Uh, thanks for everybody who came out and met us at PRGE. Yeah. It was a lot um, of fun. It was a very good year for us. Mm-hmm. We will, uh, that episode, um, will come out, uh, probably in January mm-hmm. and we'll do our little, um, kind of breakdown and talk about the weekend as well. So you can hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but thanks to everybody who came up to the table. Um, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. So. Um, and keep your eyes peeled on the usual channels for, uh, our next live show. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you, uh, if you want to help us go to live shows, 
um, and go to more live shows, the best way to do so is by supporting us. The only way to do so mm -hmm. is by supporting us on Patreon. If yeah. you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, you can throw us some money. Um, that is how we afford to go travel and meet people, mm -hmm. um, as well as keep the lights on and pay rent and do any number of things. Yes. So it makes a huge difference. Um, if you would go there and take a look, there is probably a reward tier that fits into your budget. Uh, mm -hmm. We understand if it does not. Um, yep. Yeah. If it doesn't, there's still things to do. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't, you can review the podcast anywhere where you can find it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so spread yeah. the word. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's all it's all very helpful. Everything counts. So um, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. So I believe that's everything for right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So until next time, what should they watch out for behind you? I figured I'd try it again, Gary. <laughs> it might have worked on somebody else, but it didn't, it didn't work on me. And it's nothing personal. You know, I love you. It's not, uh, I just, it's, the, uh, it's, I swear it is not personal. I should, I should have said it with more conviction. You should have said it behind me. <laughs> like if you get, if you could have like somehow got that behind me, then that would have, that would have definitely worked. Yeah. We could probably do some binaural tricks, but that would make this file fucking huge. Yeah. So. No, let's, 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 let's not. not like, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's really not like it's not Halloween anymore. <laughs> like, it's done. The, uh, you get no binaural tricks. <laughs>